hear back. I was as a dude cast, and I was, hey everybody, that's what you were doing. Yeah, because this is my hey, how you guys doing? Can you be any more awkward? Yeah, I could if you wanted to. You want me to pull my dick out? Yeah, sure. <laughs> ah, there it is, hanging dong. Uh, I gotta, yeah, hanging dong all over your table. This podcast is for hanging dong. It sure is. Yeah. Hey, it's weird today because Ben's not here. It keeps throwing me. <laughs> yeah, Ben. Ben's not here today. He's he's not in his normal seat. But we do have a guest on our podcast today. It's Ben. Yeah. Uh, hi. Sitting in a different seat, <laughs> which is weird. It's throwing chair, me off. The but. chairs define the roles. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Oh, that reminds me. I got your. Yeah, I got your volume right. Yeah. Okay. So you two are the smart ones. So you have smart conversations, and I'm here to stare blankly at you both. Will you? Smart. Are intelligent. I don't know if that's the case. You're the new head of the table, Dave. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm at the dad chair. You're at the dad chair. I'm in the dad chair. You took chair. over the dad chair. Mm. A role that you didn't know just now that I <laughs> occupied. <laughs> Is that how you had arranged the table in your head before? Of, of course not. I would never, ever admit that to you. <laughs> <laughs> Out I mean, at a table with four seats, there's not really a head of the table. Well, there is when there's only three of us. That's true. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and you were the dad. I was the dad of the group. I'd like to think that I keep this podcast mature and on. <laughs> <laughs> you bring a certain elder statesman quality. Yeah, you know, yeah. a certain je ne sais quoi. A certain Genesis corn. <laughs> <laughs> a certain I don't know qua. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, we're we're back. It's. Um, it's another episode of the Dude Cast. We are we are uh, just just us three mm-hmm. this week. Um, we are coming off the wildly successful heist episode. Yes, wildly successful <laughs> with uh, <laughs> just as many downloads as every other episode. Yeah, which is not many. <laughs> I looked at it. I was curious, like how we're doing on average, because I always say it doesn't matter, and so I don't check. But we're like floating around thirty downloads on every episode for like ever. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. Good. It's better than I thought we'd be doing. That's actually more people than I could name. That should. like, like if I was like, right. if people were like, who listens? I would be like, oh, I can name about like ten friends, maybe. Yeah. Well, but, but the thing is, we have listenership in other countries, which is mind blowing to me. Yeah. I wonder if they're still listening. I don't know. I wonder if the Australians are still listening. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You know, so if you are listening from another country, you help. Can, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Please send the UN, please. <laughs> God, <laughs> so bad. Get us out of here. <laughs> I just want health care. Who do I have to blow to get on a refugee boat? <sighs> uh, anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And nothing's <laughs> wrong here. Uh, Drew texted me recently to say that there's a podcast she listens to that's from Akron or Cleveland, maybe. Oh, yeah? And she wants us to find them and do a crossover. Oh, yeah? What's the podcast? I already forget. <laughs> <laughs> but they're real funny, apparently. Great. Yeah. Does uh, she listen to us still? Apparently. Oh, great. Hey, yeah. Drew, how you doing? I, well, well, I guess I'll find out if she texts me and says she listened to this. Drew, you should, uh, you should come on the podcast. We miss you. We want to do another Ask the Dude segment. It's yeah. still our most downloaded episode of all time. Yeah, I was, <laughs> please, we need more people to listen to this. <laughs> please come on here. Do we? Do no. we need it? Uh, 
our most popular smegment. <laughs> no, seriously, that was our that was our most I would say beloved, except uh, I yeah, have no idea whether anyone let's liked not go, it. Let's not go crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we need to do that again. Ask the dudes is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's basically just like uh, come before the tri- the dude tribunal and we will solve your problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is will uh, super we? Fun. Is, that, yeah. is that what we did? I guess. Well, that was kind of it. It was yeah. like dear Annie type letters, right? Mm. So it was. I got a problem, and then the dude solved it, right? And then we check out the beat while the DJ revolves. Exactly. It. Right. Bing, ding, ding. No, ours goes bum 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 bum, but it undone. Theirs goes bum bum bum, but it undone. Right. It's different. Do you guys remember from that episode the like fucking Scrooge guy who didn't want to give candy to the kids that came into his neighborhood on oh, Halloween? Yeah. yeah, because, you know, uh, they're black. <laughs> That's the only way that that could have been yeah. interpreted. But I, that still stands out to me as like the the of all the questions. I think maybe 29 pallets of poop was involved. Yeah, in that episode. He said, I can't some, he said something like in his ask the question was like. You know, Halloween is not a charitable event. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's the sole purpose of Halloween. (laughs) Halloween is about giving people candy. Yeah. Yeah. To avoid it's to avoid, you know, being threatened. It's it's literally it's like mafia mafia. It's a shakedown by children. Yeah. (laughs) It's pranksterism as a threat uh, in extortion for sweets. Right. Which I, it's ever which been. I respect the game. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying I don't respect that. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, that is its sole purpose. You're there to charitably give to uh, children under threat of <laughs> case in point. Every year I hide and pretend I'm not home because I'm frightened of those kids. Yeah. Yeah. And they're shakedown. Totally normal behavior. <laughs> That's a totally normal reaction. I know to, that's not normal. You know, Halloween. Right. <laughs> I know that's not normal. You realize, of course, that if you wanted to, you could fuck those kids up. I'm not sure. I think you could. It, it's, like, it's the number of them. You versus 100 kids. Yeah. I think you could. Well, you know what? There's thinking just about, so many. Thinking about that episode of Game of Thrones where all the little kids murder, you know. Yeah, that woman <laughs> the grand in, the, yeah. in the hard home episode. She, she, she fucking, you know, kill the shit out of them. <sighs> God, that was so depressing. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, I don't want to fight children. But speaking of things that are, you know, uh, you know, let's go to something less depressing. Why were we fucked this week? Oh, yeah. Why are we fucked? Yeah. Oh, God. Hey, listeners, you remember how we said like a couple months ago that things were looking up for the dudes and (laughs) the extended dude family? Yeah, yeah, they're not. Not so much. <laughs> they're not so much. Not so are, much. Things are not going well for us. No. So. Only for now. Mm-hmm. Only for now. Yeah. And like the foreseeable future. <laughs> Optimist Ben, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Optimist Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where cast. to take that. Roll out. Roll out. Uh, uh, I don't mean, I don't know. Today is stimulus payment day for a lot of people, so it should be a good day. Yep. Yeah. Not for me, though. Not for you. And if it's not a good day for you, it's St. Patrick's Day, which means uh, you should uh, go home and get drunk and don't drive. Yeah. <laughs> All the amateurs will be out. Yeah, this is a perfectly sober St. Paddy's Day for yeah, us Yeah, look right at us now. sitting here at a St. Paddy's um, table without a yeah, beer. Yeah, for, for, for now. Uh, <laughs> I would like to point out that this time last year was our... Um, yep. Uh, was going to be. Well, it was going to be our St. Patrick's Day party, but this was the day... St. Patrick's Day was the day we recorded the Three Hot Dudes episode. Wait, was it really? Yeah, it was. Oh, God. Yeah, because I, yeah. I got fired from my job earlier that week and then <sighs> showed up here to do... 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> to do the three the three hot dudes episode. Um, yeah. yeah, and then so, I think uh, that weekend was when we had planned for the party, and we decided to cancel it because of you know the the murder virus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. We still have the booze sitting in the other room. From I mean, that, some of it. Some of it. <laughs> Let's not get crazy. I drank a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, I had an entire year <laughs> to drink that bar away. Yeah. But I yeah. do have lots of empty bottles, so I know what to buy. <laughs> For when we get there. For when yeah. we, Oof. yes. I have, I got to tell you, like, since this pande- pan- pandemic, since, the pandemic. Since this pedantic pandemic. <laughs> the, pan- the pandemic has started. Yeah. Oh, oh, Fred. <laughs> if the cleansing will be cleansed, the earth will be cleansed, Fred. It's good for the environment. <laughs> Mother Humanity Human- is the real virus. <laughs> it's the smell, if there is such a thing. <laughs> Mother Earth is going to shake us off like ticks on a dog's balls. Hey, Fred, do you want to buy some magic crystals? <laughs> ticks on a dog's balls? <laughs> I don't know. The first, it was in my heart. It's the I, first thing that came. I realize dogs were particularly adept at shaking ticks off their balls. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they <laughs> fleas was probably better. Pro- yeah, and even then, yeah. I, how much motor control of your balls do you need to <laughs> flick them? Flick them off there. <laughs> I mean, I only have so much control of my balls. That was uh, actually that's a rhyme on the first the opening track of Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style. Yeah, my uh, my balls just kind of have a mind of their own. <laughs> Yeah, this is kind of rise and flow with the tides, <laughs> the rise and fall kind of thing. Yeah. Can I tell you guys something weird and personal about me? <laughs> they can predict yeah. the future. <laughs> they can predict. How I, have, well, I have really. It's like my spider sense. I have really big balls. Okay. Like, just really big. <laughs> Like larger than the average. I don't. Uh, have, not, you, have you gotten screened for cancer? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And mumps. Just the older I get, the bigger they become. They just continue to grow. They just keep getting bigger. I don't know if that's normal or not. But I don't know if it is. I don't know. I, I don't believe so. When's actually, the last no. time you got screened for cancer? That's a good point. I should balls, actually. You know, balls should get longer. With they time. do. Get, they do get longer. <laughs> but I mean, like they're you know they're meaty boys. They're like like a like a big old meatball. Yeah. They're they're big. They're I like I don't. That's not a brag or like a like. No, a, I don't think anyone's particularly impressed. But by you know balls, what? But now that you guys say that, I should probably go get them checked. That's getting getting nervous now. <laughs> I think the most important thing is to make sure they don't trade places. They have not on the right side of, each, of the scrotum. You mean like that TLC show? Yeah, trading right. Trading, trading halves of the scrotum. Yeah, yeah. They can, you know so they don't get tangled. Ball together. swap. Ball swap. <laughs> <laughs> New for ABC. Yeah, as long as they don't trade, but and and you can you know one of them's usually a little larger than the other one, so you can tell which ball should be on which side. Yeah, so just keep an eye on that. <laughs> they are, uh, yeah, they're they're, but I got like you know ACDC, you know, be damned. Uh, they're uh, <laughs> the biggest balls of them all. They're the biggest balls of them all. I think I think sometimes my scrotum is like I think it's just <laughs> like. Very compact, and then other times it's all over the place. Yeah, yeah, it depends on what you're... Mine doesn't get compact anymore. It's just... It's just bigger. Sometimes it's like a tortoise shell. It's, like, firm. You throw it at, like... Like, I could, could like, fire BBs off of it and go, like, ping! Ping! But, like, other times, it's, like... It's like jelly yeah. spreading over bread. <laughs> They're just all I, the reason I, I like I realized this the other day when I was like I was dancing in front of my wife and I was like I was naked and I was kind of just like yeah. flapping them around, you know, that thing, 
it's trying to do the helicopter. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, they're like, I felt them. Like, yeah, I got, you kind of feel they have, they're behind you by I, a bit. It was like a wrecking ball. I, I think part of it too is that, you know, they were just sagging the older I get. Yeah. I'm going to have, I'm going to have saggy old man balls. You definitely. Yeah. Let, if you have it now, we yeah. all are. Yeah. yeah. I do. I think mine are going to be like particularly, maybe that's why I'm fucked. I'm going to have like long balls. Yours might fall out. <laughs> yeah. You might have a windsock Dude, scrotum. Uh, the, the balls fall out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there. Uh, but yeah, maybe that's maybe well, that's how are your balls, point. Ben. How are your balls doing? Good. Uh, last time I checked, they were doing okay. Yeah. Um, they ever just hurt for no reason? Sometimes mine just once hurt in for a no while. Reason. You gotta jack off. More. It's usually it's usually <laughs> the right one. Oh really? Yeah. I never pinned it down to one ball. It's or almost. The other. It's almost. No, I don't think I've ever had it in the left one. But every once in a while, yeah, my right ball hurts. Yeah, you get like a stabby pain in the ball, and you're like, I don't know what that is. I don't get those anymore. I used to get them when I was younger. Yeah. I think it's all the raucous lovemaking. <laughs> I think my balls are just still <laughs> developing. Yeah. At maybe. 34, <laughs> just, just getting there. They're just dropping, you know. Yeah. It's anyway. amazing the the varying consistency in your balls from day to yeah. day. Yeah, everyone's gonna hate listening to this. Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I opened this <laughs> Pandora's box. Of you guys want to know a weird and totally unprompted fact about me? <laughs> Huge balls. Huge balls. <laughs> it's funny because if they're big enough, then yeah. like you swing to the left and they're still going right. Yeah, and then you swing right and they're still going. Like, there's like mm-hmm. a delay. Like I said, there's no like, bra- like there's no braggadociousness there. It's just an observation. No, everything else is totally just average. What's the uh, <laughs> but? What are the prospects? Do you think of putting that on your resume? <laughs> <laughs> uh, other t- other special talents. skills. <laughs> special skills possesses huge balls. <laughs> possesses possesses in command of precious. In command of exceedingly huge scrotum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 Affected various solutions at the hand I- regarding the handling of enormous testicles. <laughs> Has scrotum will travel. The day to day operations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Acquired Weird. management experience managing these fat fucking balls. No. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so maybe that's why I'm fucked. I don't know if that's a fucked or not. Someone else, please yeah. take, the, take the rugby ball off. Yeah, of me. really? Please. No. <laughs> Let's move on from my balls. Uh. I don't know why I volunteered that information. I'm glad you did, though. Me too. Right. It just helps me build out the composite nude photo of you I have yeah, in my head. I mean, so I, that's could, great. I could just get naked yeah, if right. you want. Just whip them out. I'm 30 years old. I, I got nothing to hide anymore. <laughs> <laughs> There's no like. See, I feel like this is at the point, like when you're at this age, it's like not only do you have less to be private about, but you also have less to be proud of. So it's just yeah. now you understand uh, the old naked guy at the gym. Yeah, right. He doesn't mind walking around. Shit. Well, so like, yeah. you know, he's like, no one has cared about this tackle in like 30 ages. years. Yeah, right. Well, it's the thing. Like we, you know, we, it's been nice outside. So we've had the curtains open in the apartment a lot. And, you know, you know, we walk around naked a I lot. I mean, like, and we're naked with the curtains open. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And just like, uh. well, like, that's the thing. I've realized we've gotten to this point where it's like, eh, whatever. I don't care if anybody sees. You know, I get fully naked, like blinds partially drawn or well, like, like slats it, it, half you, you have to You have to be looking like really hard. You got to yeah. really want to see us naked. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to. You got to. You've just really got to want to see us naked. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. You know, the thing is, I used to be super paranoid about that. But I, I've come to realize when you're outside your house and you're looking at your own window, yeah. that because of how bright it is outside and how dim it is inside, there's more glare on your window. Mm-hmm. 
people really can't see in your window that much. Right. Yeah. It yeah. still kind of bothers me. Like, if it's at night and the lights are on inside your house, everyone can see everything. Right. So, you know, just try to be naked during the day. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously, I asked you to take this hand off from me. <laughs> I thought we could talk so, about your balls some more. Oh, so you so want to keep going? Remind me again why... Uh, you said we were fucked because <laughs> he's got uh, fat balls because <laughs> he's got a gigantic we were... untamable scrotum that sways all over the place out of rhythm with the rest of his body. It's like a fat bag of grapefruits and he can't keep it in his pants or this keep from summer, sitting on it. This summer, a man and his scrotum will have to learn to work together. <laughs> Seriously though, I have. But the I FBI have won't make it easy. <laughs> I have, seriously though, I've 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 been that guy. So yeah. you got to buy extra long shorts to keep them from falling right. Out. They just they just keep you know. <laughs> Oops, my balls. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, please, please. Let me Oops, my balls. No. The Chris Brady story. <laughs> You opened this. I know. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> Beg pardon, my balls, madam. <laughs> yeah. That's the, the, uh, some new British sitcom. <laughs> Beg pardon. Coming up on BBC4, mm. pardon my balls, madam. <laughs> it's like if Terrence and Philip went to the UK. Uh, so I'm fucked because of my... Let's Enormous. Fat, I'm just writing fat fucking balls and moving on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, ben, why are you fucked? Um, I'm not particularly fucked, but I think I think we, the, the you know the collective we of of society is the royal we of of society is kind of fucked because uh, people uh, people give way too much of a shit about the royal family. Yes, yeah. I completely Let's agree. Let's talk about it. I like. Uh, Oh, excuse me. Like I okay, so like I know a few Brits online through my <sighs> through my gaming endeavors, mm-hmm. and their general consensus is that general consensus mm-hmm. is that uh, most British people, and especially if especially if you're from up north as well, really don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, uh, about the royal family in yeah, general? Yeah. Yeah, I think the farther um, you get away from London, the less everyone cares. Yeah, right. there's there's talking heads on, you know, in British media and, and you know, British correspondents in American news who who are like, oh, well, how dare, uh, uh, <laughs> how dare, uh, Meghan Markle? Markle. Yeah. Markle. yeah. How Meghan da- Merkin. How dare. <laughs> Merkin Mumphrey. Meghan man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, uh, Mega Man. <laughs> How dare Mega Man uh, uh, besmirch the good name of the royal family and the good name, the good yeah, yeah, the good name. Like, at, like, what do they do? They don't do anything, right? right? There, there are like there are certain uh, executive privileges that the Queen has if like Parliament can't agree on something or like like you know there are certain. Uh, things that she's still able to do, but by and large, yeah, the government is is just Parliament and the Prime Minister. Correct. There's not really like I think I think there's a, a significant population of people in this country who latch on to this like princess fantasy, you yeah. know, like like it's a, like it's some big you know big fairy tale kingdom, uh, 
Well, so many of our like childhood stories are tied up in the majesty of royalty. Yeah, yeah, and the you know <laughs> lives of like great uh, wealth and excess, and uh, you know the sort of fantasy of what that looks like. Sure. And yeah. so and seeing as Americans have no equivalent, I think that's a symptom of capitalism is that we we, you know, like pining for that sort of that that sort of the ideal luxury. Yeah. Lavish. Yeah. Yeah. Know. I think that the reason that the British monarchy really exists is that it is an extension of this. It's. I mean, like, they're not really necessary. No, exactly. I mean, they're, they're, their position it's, is largely ceremon- ceremonial. Yeah, it's ceremonial and symbolic. It's for the pomp of the aristocracy that has largely been mm-hmm. going away over the 20th century. Right. It's also a little bit of an aspirational thing. Sure. I mean, like, I, I have a hard time thinking that even those who, like, are very critical of the British royal family don't a little bit admire them even begrudgingly. Yeah. As like mm-hmm. a symbol of a certain kind of class that everyone wants to aspire to, even though like social mm-hmm. mobility is even harder, maybe in England than it is here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's an aspirational thing. So like th- the monarchy works in a way because it's a tr- it's kind of a trick that they play on everyone's heads. Right. <laughs> uh, and they're not necessary and everything like. Every everything significant in terms of government policy goes through democratically elected officials, but the crown is like this. I don't know. They're like a un. They they exist to be a unifier that the whole country yeah. can and can yeah. adore and admire. I guess. I guess too. There's some. There's some common strands between that and how there are uh, people, almost always white people. In yeah. in this country, who talk about the good old days of, <laughs> of the of the fifties and and uh, yeah, you know, conveniently ignore the fact that that the fifties were awful. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, look at look. So the royals are an institution that doesn't change. Yeah, mm. the royals are in some sense. When they do change, it's incredibly subtle. They have longevity to them. It's like the Vatican or the Pope. Or yeah, the, exactly. You know, it's like an a a an uh, a totem of stability. Yeah. Which we have nothing quite like that here. No. No, yeah. Americans don't really have that sort of sense of identity that, you know, other countries that are a thousand years old yeah. uh, have established by this point. I get why people are fascinated by the royals, but also they're just, they're transparently shitty and always have been. I think yeah. about like, okay, so like uh, when, when Princess Diana died, there was like this big pomp and circumstance of her two kids. Yeah. Uh, like going outside the palace and looking at, you know, because they lined the fences with tributes. Yeah. And there was like this like planned press event where the two kids would go out and like, you know, smile and nod at the press and present stoicism. Yep. Like mm-hmm. no emotion. Children. children. Yeah. And like, like 13, 14. Like them, you know, looking at all the tributes to their mom, um, who was a normal person. Yeah. Just a normal person, which is why she was fucking shunned from the royal family <laughs> yeah. because her shitty fucking garbage husband had people like. <laughs> brush his teeth for him and yeah. shit and she didn't want to raise her kids that way yeah. you know you know he was having an affair with his ex-girlfriend yeah, of course. a couple of years after they got married <laughs> like it barely lasted before he was 
banging Camilla again. Of course, yeah. God. But like you know, the, she didn't want to raise her kids in that shitty environment, and she did a really good job with those kids, which is why they don't want to be part of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But like, I just I think about that where they like made those two kids go out in front of a press pool and act like yeah. adults. and act like adults. Yeah, that's fucking awful. You know, like yeah. Well, they were they were the family was under uh, attack. And to an extent, maybe has been ever since, yeah. like a huge amount of trust in the British royal family evaporated when sure. that happened. Sure. And lots of people still think that, you know, Diana was killed deliberately. Yeah. And I certainly I certainly don't think that's out of the realm of possibility <laughs> because there's I, I don't think yeah. she was like murdered like JFK conspiracy. <laughs> thing, but like, you know, it took yeah. it took the French, you know, uh, medical team to like an hour to get there. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's certainly some sus- suspicious stuff that happened. Right. Um, but I just, I think that when you took those two, when they took those two kids and they put them out there and they made them be grown ups. Yeah. Because what really mattered was solidarity for the royal family. Stiff up a lip and all that. Yeah, right. And not like what those kids desperately needed, which was to be alone to mourn. Yeah. Yeah. You put them in front of fucking cameras and make them tough up. Yeah. Like, sorry, sorry, kid, your mom's dead, but nut up because the royal family yeah. needs you. I think a lot of that is a, is a very English sensibility, but like. And a lot about doing what's asked of you. Right. And exactly. duty and yeah. honor. Yeah. Incidentally, uh, those sorts of values um, are weirdly enough why uh, in the first uh, early ex- explorative days of of. of Europe contacting Japan, mm-hmm. the English and the Japanese have historically hit it off remarkably well. Yeah, makes um, sense. All of all of that plus uh, the tendencies of both people to be uh, polite to a fault. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, while while secretly harboring all kinds of other truths. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. The perfect uh, the perfect uh, polite front and stoic right. front. Yeah. Uh, uh, insulting people without insulting them. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, here's Saving the thing. Face. And I don't give a shit about any of this at all, but, like, yeah. is it really a surprise to anyone that the royal family is racist? Yeah, right. Or has, <laughs> like, some... Not, I'm not even going to go out and say that they're, like, racist, but has some, like, old, like, yeah. archaic ideology Like, about, how woke do you think those people can right, really exactly. be? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, think about think about the uh, the Keep England White movement. That's, that's right. you yeah. know... Come on. That that's that still hasn't gone away, but it was even you know it was prominent even among uh, famous British people well into the sixties and seventies. Yeah. Eric, Eric Clapton among them. I was yeah. just going to say Clapton among them. He's who has successfully dodged that. Mm-hmm. Who made yeah. his career off of like idolizing black people? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know. slash stealing from them. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean all, all music. Yeah, the, Brit- music the British the British Elvis Presley. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like. <laughs> It's not a surprise to me. Uh, I also don't give a fuck. I couldn't care less. Truthfully, I don't. The only reason I cared about this is because it was a big thing that was happening. So you got to you got to be a part of the big cultural thing. And then it's like you can move on. Like I I, this is not I'm not going to be thinking about this in a month. Yeah. But but it's, you know, it's a phenomenon. When I listen to this podcast back 10 years from now, I'm going to be like, what? I'm not going to. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, right. Exactly. Do you uh, do you remember? um, uh, Or have you seen uh, rather the photos of uh, Prince Philip being released from the hospital? Yeah, he looks like a corpse. Yeah, like like 
why why at that point just like just leave him there let him die for god's sake leave he's the man he, there he, the, the man is physically falling apart yeah. he's, he's like a fucking zombie it's a metaphor though <laughs> it's a metaphor because the royal family will occasionally shutter him away to be like uh frankenstein back together yeah. for <laughs> another couple of months but they won't let they won't take care of you know a princess who needs to be on like Prozac. Right. They won't like yeah. help her out. They won't like s- give someone help for medical, like like mental issues. Yeah, that would be untoward. We don't really want to, you know, if you go away to a mental facility, for God's sakes, that will reflect poorly on the crown. But they'll like keep stapling pieces of Prince Philip on <laughs> as long as his body is intact. Yeah, eventually there's not going to be an original part of him left. Right. It's just going to be like composite parts from like homeless tramps from sure. from like <laughs> from like whales or something. Yeah, right. Just <laughs> like a like a three or four like uh, three or four like Greek kids off a boat and just. <laughs> <laughs> you know, put him in the back go. of a semi and yeah. take him into Buckingham Palace and harvest some organs out of him. Yeah, there's and there's not going to be an original part of of uh, of uh, Philip left. <laughs> there might not be now. Will he? Will he still, still be, be the, right? <laughs> Prince the, Philip. The John dies at the end question. Will he still be? <laughs> in appearance only. I say. <laughs> Uh, you little weird. Dave, why are you fucked? Uh, <laughs> so I don't, I don't have anything super good. Awesome. So Although, we'll move on to the, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well now I'm on Zoloft too. And actually I kind of feel like that makes me fucked, even though it's supposed to be a good thing. It is a good thing. I'm really not excited about it. I wasn't either. Uh, just deal with it. really not very happy about it. When you're it. to the point where you're scaring your, your friends and family, yeah. you got to just bite the bullet and do it. Yeah. That's, that's where I was. And like, uh, to, let's let's be real. Like going on an antidepressant is not the most like exciting. Like oh fuck yeah, I'm so ready for this kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, right. You know? It's not like it, you're not going to Cedar Point. You're, yeah, yeah you're, right. You're, you're not you're not buying a Lambo. You're taking you're, pills so you don't feel like <laughs> yeah, you're putting yourself, a gun yeah. in your mouth. You're not you're not you're not having sex with uh, uh, fucking uh, Rashida Jones, Prince you know? Philip. <laughs> Prince Philip. <laughs> Oh man! If only <laughs> you want to break his pelvis. Yeah, <laughs> the guy's got to be made out of like a sponge-like material oh, yeah. at this point. <laughs> he's got to be on. He's got to be on top. The real point. soft body. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, you just kind of pour him over you. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how much you guys know about uh, the lore of Warhammer. Uh, not how does this relate to banging Prince no, Philip? Please exactly. let's let this breathe. Well, well, no, because uh, because the God Emperor of of humankind in uh, Warhammer 40k is, is 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 essentially just is essentially just a consciousness trapped it in a rotting corpse. Oh. And, and like they're keeping him alive not for like his ability to lead, but as like an emblem. Oh. And he Oh, he, Mr. House. And he is That's sweet. in constant torment like, like seeing what his empire is becoming yeah that might be the darkest thing i've ever heard in a well, piece of fiction welcome to warhammer it's nothing but that yeah. it's like literally if you're born and you can't fight you're you're just fucking dead yeah right oh, so sparta <laughs> yeah but on like a galactic scale yeah. with orcs cool yeah uh, i never got into warhammer i I know Mike DeMarco's really into it. And he even has like uh like some like figurines and stuff. Like he's got like some of the like the physical stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I um I just I read a lot about it from people I know on, online and 
Uh, but yeah, no, I I I, I thought of that because it just prints film. <laughs> 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 it's going to be it's him not one day. that different. No, <laughs> it's just they keep wheeling him in and out of that palace. Please let me die. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, I'm going to start Zoloft. I'm not excited about it. I'm actually really nervous. I'm really nervous. Why? Um, the thing I'm most nervous about is the last time I was on SSRIs, it, I still don't know whether it was just me at the time and I was just a piece of shit then mm. or whether the pills enabled me to be more of a piece of shit. But I just remember very clearly doing a lot of like reckless, selfish stuff. I would say you also drank a lot back then. I also then, drank so. a lot back yeah, then. So it's, Yeah, that that will that will fuck with Yeah, a lot. It's <laughs> worth yeah. noting that, you know, it's right. okay to have like a beer or two, but right. you know I just remember saying a lot of like just, just like I did not care if I hurt someone's feelings. Yeah. And I don't want to act like that. Yeah, I got you. And if that's the way that it just affects me, because these things affect everyone differently. Sure. So I would never tell someone not to get medicated. I just knew that my experience was not a positive one. You just got to crush them and snort them. (laughs) Like they're Oxycontin. Yeah, right. Well, remember, too, not all... Not all medicines of the same category are made the same way. I know, but the same mechanism is at is at play. It's still it's the SSRI thing. Yeah. So I just don't know what to expect. But I told my doctor, like, listen, doc, because I wanted to be back on the Wellbutrin, and he's like, well, there's a chance it might raise your blood pressure, and we're already struggling with that. I'm like, okay, do what you want. I'm like, I, I basically I surrender, I fucking surrender. Yeah. Because it's like there's a there's like a war to like. Be normal. Yeah. <laughs> that isn't working. Just. Uh, I surrender. Yeah. Well, just. Surrender. Uh, don't. Surrender. Don't like. Don't. I know it's. Uh, I know it's easier said than done, but don't. Don't hold any uh, expectations in your of head. Course, you know, not, just I'm trying just, not like, to. Roll with it. I'm yeah, trying yeah. not to. But like, I also can like very easily see a scenario in like a month where I'm like punching my wiener to get an erection <laughs> like i'm like very afraid of that i gotta tell thing. you well yeah. i mean it affects everybody differently but hasn't been a problem for me <laughs> well that's great that's good news wiener wiener still ticking away i told who did i tell the other day in the zoloft commercials yeah. they, they they show that little egg yeah and the little egg is sad yeah and then they they show the egg happy but what they don't show is, is the egg choking himself with a belt trying, trying to get to a heart off <laughs> yeah come <laughs> on like, <laughs> They'll show the the egg hanging from his closet yeah. with a belt around his neck, yeah. orange in his mouth. Yep. It'll show the, the egg buying all sorts of weird porn subscriptions. <laughs> the, the egg's freaked out mailman when he yeah. realizes what stuff's coming in the mail. <laughs> this, is, this is very intense. <laughs> Something wrong with this guy. Yeah. They don't show that with the egg. Nope. They just show him happy eating an ice cream cone. <laughs> I will tell you, I will tell you at the risk of divulging too much information yeah. again, yeah. it does bring your stamina up. Yeah, right. Significantly. Right. So, you know. That's good. It is good. <laughs> Be prepared for that. Yeah. Has it had any uh, detriment on your on your cyclopean nards? No. <laughs> No. Yeah, what has it done to your balls? I, it may, in fact, it may have made them bigger. That, them hefty peach bags of yours. <laughs> Just swinging them like a wrecking ball. <laughs> I came in with two giant bones! Those absolutely gravid man plums. <laughs> you just tug them like... Rrr, rrr. Anyway... <laughs> I'm just saying I'm nervous about being on Zoloft. Yep. But it's, I mean, I'm like, I'm I'm doing the thing. And the worst case scenario, just stop taking the pill. Yeah. Right? Yes. 
I always used to be scared because yeah. there's people who who I had read stuff back in the day about people who were like, when you are on an SSRI after you're off it, you're never the same again. Yeah. And I don't know if that's true. I don't think that's true. I think that's just people. I think that's fear mongering bullshit. And I think that kept me off medication for a really long time. Yeah. I mean, like I took that really seriously. I still don't know what's true about that. My doctor doesn't seem to be that worried. And he's a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> so listen to the doctor, right? Right. Like, well, again, as Chris pointed out, there was a lot more drinking back then. That's yeah, true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's going to be different. It's going to be different this time. Yeah. I'm in a different place in my life. I'm not. Well, I'm not drinking like I was back then at all. Yeah. Um, and I. And the thing is, like I told you before, like, I think you got to just I think you got to just stop, dude. Yeah. I, more I, or less. Like, you know, more it, or less. I think I at least for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. You know, I don't think I don't I don't know if you can have that relationship with yeah. with booze that I don't uh, know how did, how do they how did Leo McGarry phrase it you know that non alcohol non alcoholics do what do sober people do that's yeah. what is, that's I was trying to think of of because um, I had just recently watched The Rock yeah um, same actor yeah uh, plays uh, uh, director Womack in The Rock yeah. I was I was trying to remember I know I know him from somewhere else <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. At least not now. That's I'm willing yeah. to at least see that right now. I got to be different. Yeah. So that's not a bad. It's not a bad idea. Right. Surprisingly somber here on the uh, St. Yeah. Patrick's Day. Can we just talk about sitting on your balls again? No, <laughs> we, let's move on past my balls. Uh, Seriously, I, got, I can show them to you. They're you ever, like never like pinch them under the toilet seat or whatever. No, like, no not there yet. And they haven't like touched the toilet water. Either. OK, well, that's good. Well, that's everyone's uh, why we're fucked in it. Uh, dunk, yeah, I think dunk so. in your dick in the bowl. Dunk your dick <laughs> in the bowl. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so anyway, I guess it's time to uh, move on to smoking and drinking. Actually, it's time to take a break. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then after that, we'll move on to smoking and drinking. All right. Uh, uh, no, I have uh, I have a who said it best for you guys. Awesome. So yes. it's time to get back to the thing. Since Dan so rudely interrupted uh, my topic last week by coming on and doing one of the best episodes we've ever done. What a fucking asshole. He just, he just fucking smashed all over my topic. Um, uh, yeah. So we'll be back uh, with who said it best. And uh, yeah. Then the main thing. And then the other topic. All right. All right. All right. Be back in a minute. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Welcome to the Three Dude Podcast. Yeah. Uh, you can find us at threedudecast.com. If you're wondering whether that's spelled with the numeral three or the word three, the answer is yes. We're so proud of ourselves. We're so clever. We're such clever boys. Wow. We switched hosting to Podbean. You can still find us on iTunes and Google Play. Mm-hmm. So give us a like. Yeah, give us a like. Give us a listen. Give us a review somewhere. Give, give us a sandwich. Give us a high five. Give us sponsorship. Please give us a hug. Give us that money. All right, we're back. Hey, everybody. What up? <sighs> what up, pimps? I even show you what I got in the mail from Netflix, Ben. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I noticed that outside. It's nude photos of my my dad. <laughs> oh, cool. This, just a big stack of nude Polaroids of my father it's from so weird. 30 I, years ago. Well, when I searched Netflix for nude photos of my father. I never thought I'd actually find it. Yeah, I just did it as a goof, but right. now, lo and behold, Here I paid is. $8 <laughs> and I got a stack of Polaroids from the 1980s. <laughs> just my dad. Wow, Netflix has been in the content business a lot longer than I thought. <laughs> huh. 
How about that? Yeah, not bad. I'm, I can't wait to rip these to my Plex server. You <laughs> <laughs> just photocopy them. <laughs> new from Netflix, deep fake your dad. <laughs> Photoshop your dad onto the nude scenes in your favorite uh, movies. And you can get them by mail. Man, I can't remember the last time I got something in the mail from Netflix. I know. It's weird that they still have this service. It's, hey, it's working for you, though, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm building out a little collection of uh-huh. uh, piracy. <laughs> Maybe not the thing you want to admit to on the air. Yeah. Too bad. <laughs> hey, uh, you guys know what time it is, right? Uh, yeah, I think I do. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> It's time for Who Said It Best? Oh my god, that's so dumb. <laughs> I forgot. We uh I just listened to the last uh the one of the episodes yeah. and uh I forgot that that's a thing you do. Oh, that I no, I mean like I I wrote that song and right, you know, it's a theme song for our show. It's great. Anyway, uh, Who Said It Best is a game, a fun little game. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm piggybacking <laughs> off of a Goose Chase, which is a ah. a better podcast. Yeah, it's all bad. <laughs> it's all bad. Um, uh, uh, Who Said It Best is a game in which uh, the house has the advantage. I, I have to note this. Right. Um, uh, you know, I, I give you a quote, and you have to decide who said it best. Uh I have five options here for you to choose from A, B, C, D, or E. Four is good. Five is better. Right. Uh, but you have to determine um, if I'm trying to fuckery you or <laughs> are uh, we being cocksuckered? Are we being co- I've been snookered. I've been cocksuckered. Horn swaddle. <laughs> um, you uh, you have to decide uh, if I'm trying to fool you uh, and, you know, which uh, match the name of the quote could mm-hmm. be a real person, could be a character, yeah. could be an actor, could be a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could be Captain Phasma. Phasma. It's me, Captain Phasma. Hey, and I'm a real bitch. I'm Captain Phasma. And I don't take no nonsense. I'm a fucking cunt. <laughs> I'm a real shitty boss. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so, again, I have two for you this week. Before we get into this, I would like to remind you all of the tally. So far, uh, I have six wins. Right. Dave has two. Ben has zero. Still not on the board yet. What is it? Six, two? To, <sighs> really? Yeah. Why did I? Th- oh God, you're way ahead. I am way ahead. Again, oh. the house has the advantage. Right. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I said like I will present you all with gifts. Whoever passes me first, yeah, I will give a gift to, and then we will start the slate clean. This may never happen. This may never happen. At some yeah. point, we're gonna restart it. I and I will buy myself a gift. Right. <laughs> um, we'll say a first to twenty. We'll okay. say a first to twenty. I want a nice Slurpee if I win. You want a Slurpee? I want a nice Slurpee. Okay. An interesting flavor. Okay, we got Green you. apple, maybe. Okay, we can make that happen. Okay. We can do that. <laughs> um, so, are you boys ready for who said it best? You're goddamn right. Goddamn right. <laughs> I think so. Um, the first quote is, Barbecue may not be the road to world peace, but it is a start. Mm. Was that A, Anthony Bourdain, B, Jack Black, C, Fat Albert, <laughs> D, Guy Fieri, Fieri, or E, Killer Mike. Oh, fuck. 
I have a really strong feeling it's either A or E. It's either Bourdain or it's Killer Mike. I'm really strong feeling about one of the two. I'm definitely going with Killer Mike. Okay. It feels like Killer Mike too, right? Are you going to lock that in as a final answer? But I, I feel like Anthony Bourdain is equally equal, uh, equally uh, likely. Uh, if you're going Killer Mike, I'll go Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. I'll split the split. Or split the split. split the I'll split. spark the split. Again, you guys, you know, <laughs> spark the spliff, man. You guys can both. You guys can both pick the same thing too. We can. We can. You guys. You guys got. I'm saying. I'm saying Killer Mike for okay. sure. But to increase the likelihood of beating you at the risk of being wrong, even though I actually think it is Killer Mike, I'm going to guess Bourdain. Okay. Split the split. It's why can't the, I the split, split the spread? <laughs> I can't say that. Spurt the sport. You want to try that again? I want to split. I want to spread. Want to spank the slut. <laughs> now say it faster. Split, split the spread. Split the spread. Split the spread. You want to split the spread? I want to. I want to split this bread, man. <laughs> this cross top bun. When you said that it was a. Anthony Bourdain, who said barbecue may not be the road to world peace, but it's a start. I'm wrong. You were correct. <gasps> Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Risk paid off. Which uh, means, of course, Ben, you were incorrect when you guessed Killer Mike. Solid guess, though. Uh, yeah, I really honestly <sighs> I thought that was it. Yeah, I have a I have a uh, quote or I have a little uh, doodad here about him. Uh, Anthony Bourdain, a, a graduate of the Culinary Institute uh, of America and executive chef of the famous uh, Brasserie La Halle in Manhattan. Bourdain prided himself on his ability to set an incredible pace in the kitchen. Every dish at La Halle was uh, prepared a la minutes, which means to the minute fresh. Uh, he and his team would often work so fast that they would back up the waiters. GQ once <laughs> equated, yeah, GQ once <laughs> equated his spirit to that of Hunter S. Thompson and dubbed him the original rock star of the culinary world. And yeah. I, have a, I have a quote mm. here. Uh, he taught us about food, but more importantly, uh, about its ability to bring us together, uh, to make us a little less afraid of the unknown. And that's attributed to uh, former President Obama. Yeah. The world is worse off without Anthony Bourdain. I uh, could, yeah. couldn't agree and, more. And his five million travel shows. Yes. <laughs> uh, so let me erase this quote real quick. Such as parts unknown and parts private. <laughs> parts unknown, parts private, parts private. and private parts. <laughs> okay, so shall we move on to the next quote? Sure. Now, this is a, a quote from famous chain smokers. So I will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, this is a quote from famous chain smokers. So I'm going to, uh, uh, you know, kind of set the stage for you guys. This will be hard. The quote is. I don't go to the gym. I can't smoke in there. No, is no. that it? <laughs> That's not enough of a quote. That's the quote, you bastard. I don't go to the gym. I can't smoke in there. Okay. Is it A, former Beatles lead guitar player George Harrison? Is it B, uh, former racist actor and dude with some, I, I wrote famous actor and dude with some mild white supremacist tendencies, uh, John Wayne? Uh, okay. Is it C, comedian Bill Hicks? Is it D, uh, golfer John Daly, or is it E, Dean Martin? You son of a bitch. <laughs> this one's going to be exponentially. He gave us a quote with seven words in it. I know. I'm sorry. I don't go to the gym. I can't smoke in there. A little that is more. the quote. <laughs> nine. That's nine words. Yeah. <laughs> I'm... This sounds who who are the first three again? George Harrison, John Wayne, Bill Hicks. That was the first three. And then the last two? John Daly and Dean Martin. Okay. 
I feel like I want to rule out George Harrison. Yeah. I also want to rule out Bill Hicks because I think you put him on the list because we would think it was Bill Hicks. I think it just sounds like something you thought of. Technically speaking, I put four of these on the list because I thought it would be something. (laughs) Right. But that's that's one of them I feel like you did. I want to rule out John Wayne. Okay. Yeah. And I kind of want to I kind of want to lean toward John Daly for some reason. I'm going to say I'm going to say Bill Hicks. Okay. Mm. Who's our fifth one again? Dean Martin. Dean Martin. Dean Martin. I don't go to the gym. I can't smoke in there. <laughs> this is tough. Bill Hicks, I don't go to the gym. I can't smoke in there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't go to the gym, partner. I can't I smoke can't in smoke there, partner. In there. <laughs> they don't allow smoking in there, partner. Uh... I don't know how to do a John Daly impression. <laughs> uh, I can't go to the gym. I, I can't smoke in there. And there I couldn't go to the gym. You can't smoke in there. They don't go to the gym. <laughs> they don't allow smoking in the gym. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm going to go with John Daly. Uh, that's my guess. I, I don't even feel that good about it. Uh, it should be. No, just go with John Daly. <laughs> you sure? That was that was yeah. my other choice. Honestly, was John, John Daly. Daly. You're gonna go. Or so, are you guys locking in your final answers? Yeah. What? John Daly and Bill Hicks. Yeah, Bill Hicks. Final answer. Uh, yeah. Let's just do it. So, Ben, when you said I don't go to the gym, I can't smoke in there. He uh, didn't say that. Well, you did. <laughs> I said that. John Daly. When you said it was Bill Hicks, <laughs> you were incorrect. Nah. Dave, I'm, I'm wrong. When too. you said it was John Daly. You were correct. Shut the fuck two up! Two for two. Ah! You guys got to stop <laughs> trying to get two double guesses. Yeah. <laughs> you got to sport the splurt. Um, so, a uh, <laughs> little, little blurb about John Daly. Nicknamed Long John for his incredibly powerful oh, swing. John, John. Oh, John. Oh, John. Daly has held, uh, has had, and still has absolutely incredible, an, incre- an incredibly insane diet for a professional. To start, he smoked two to three packs of cigarettes a day for over 35 years. He also drinks roughly 15 Diet Cokes a day and does not drink water. (laughs) Does not? Does not. He's a recovering alcoholic and gambling addict, and in the place of his addictions, he eats lots of sugar, often consuming several bags of peanut M&Ms a day. (sighs) You know, anytime I feel guilty about the way I live my life, I'm going to think of that. John Daly. Yep. So is that both of them? That's for this? both of them. You you got them both. That's, that means it's four to six. Six. You fucking rat bastard. Piece of shit. <laughs> Catching me. Hey, if we both if we both continue to take at least one away from him every game. Yeah, but that's that's yeah, how Ben has yeah, not been I, on the board. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 not on the board because I'm making honest guesses that are wrong. Yes, but you but most of the ones you've said like yeah that's in the interest of trying to split the spread. No, no, no. That's I'm the da- one doing Dave's, that. Dave's the one doing okay. that. Right. I'm sporting the splurt. I, it's, <laughs> John Daly was my second guess, but my first was Bill, was Hicks. Bill Hicks. Yeah. I don't go to the gym. Can't smoke. It. <laughs> that's, it sounds like something Bill Hicks. It <laughs> does. It sounds a lot like him, but that's the thing is I figured you 
being a rat bastard, put him on the list. <laughs> to do that, and I did. But I it's also kind of felt like John Daly was one you thought of in particular. Yeah. So that any one of those could have been just someone that you know and like think about and put on the list. Got to take you to Vegas, Dave. That was that was good. Truly inspired <laughs> performance. <laughs> Not fucker. too bad. I got to get tougher with these. No, those are those were pretty tough. Yeah. All I was right. Just lucky. So uh, we're moving on to the topic, the topic of the week, the weekly topic, mm. the point of the show, the right. things we talk about, what we do. The poison. The poison meant for Cusco. Cusco's poison. <laughs> the poison specifically meant to kill Cusco. Cusco's poison. <laughs> Uh, The topic this week is Mind Blowers Part 2. Yeah. Mind Blowers Part 2 spawned a a, a stupid conversation. The original topic was going to be relationships, which we're going to visit at some point when we're not all falling apart mentally. (laughs) It's not not a good time to do that that topic. Wait till we're not basically on the precipice of an emotional uh, collapse. So you guys knew in advance this time what the topic was going to be because that's the smart way to do it and give you guys some time to come up with some actual mind blowers. But I had a lot of fun with this topic last time, so uh, I figured we might as well part to it. Can I briefly cover some of the things we talked about last yes, time? Yes, go ahead, because oh, I yeah. didn't listen to it. I actually took some notes. Did you? Uh, because I thought it would be useful to, for me to avoid. And we're still probably going to accidentally overlap a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. Because all the science stuff in particular ends up being interdisciplinary Weird. and, you know, whatever. Science. Okay, here's a short and condensed list of the things we talked about last time. The Googleplex. Infinite space and alternate universes. People getting taller. <laughs> 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 wow, that's real mind-blowing yeah. shit. Zombie bugs. Jupiter rains diamonds on the inside. Ice 7. Venus used to be habitable and lush. The Dyson Sphere. Uh, Cleopatra living closer to us than the construction of the pyramids. Yeah, that Oxford was... being around longer than the Aztec Empire. Oh, I did do that. Or one of us did that last time. I think you did the Oxford one. Yeah, I was um, I was thinking about that today. I was like, no, wait, that sounds like something I, I would have done. <laughs> um, the uh, all how computers work and instructions on instructions. Absolute zero uh, and the mm. coldest temperatures recorded on Earth. Quantum entanglement in the spin of atoms. Uh, the infinite number of fractions between zero and one. Uh, the fact that objects don't actually touch because there's infinite sort of like small space between things. Uh, synthetic meat we talked about. Uh, the fact that we're the first species we know about of our sentience on this planet. That little octopus that the nature documentarian filmed that oh, yeah. started to imitate and do little fun things. Because uh, octopuses have... <laughs> I am the octopus. <laughs> yeah. Um, everything that we see in the stars is old. Um, the fact that they can project images onto the visual cortex of the brain uh. technology. And the fact that the blind sort of still see motion, even if they don't process yeah. imagery. Yeah. Uh, well, certain types of blindness. It's not uh, right, it's not right. common. Right. Uh, I'm almost certain that a bunch of the stuff I said last time turned out to be wrong. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, like the Ice 7 thing, I got kind of wrong because I think what it is with Ice 7 is it like when you pressurize water enough, you, it can be in a solid liquid and gas state all yeah. at the same time. So, mm-hmm. like, it constantly is going back and forth between evaporating, freezing, and, and liquefying. Huh. Uh, but we can do that on Earth. We can create those pressures. And I said we couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sure I got a bunch of my stuff wrong. But those are loosely all the things we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> People getting taller. 
People getting taller. What a mind blower. Woo! You know, you're taller than your daddy. <laughs> taller than your daddy. Your daddy's taller than his daddy. And your daddy taller than your daddy. <laughs> and I'll be damned if he ain't one taller than your daddy. <laughs> well, I'll be damned. Actually, when I was, uh, when I was looking uh, for facts for today, uh, I came across two things that are actually uh, sort of a bit like that, oh. um, which is that uh, over the past century or so, one of the things is that over the past century or so, uh, the average uh, the average body temperature for a healthy human being has gone down. Yes. From 98.6 degrees to about 97.5. Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. You didn't know that? Over the over how long? Over the past century or so. Yeah. Wow. Take your temperature. It's low. It's. I low. mean, I know mine is less than 98.6. I just measured it the other day. Yeah, mine typically is too. But for a healthy person, it's supposed to be around 97.5 these about, days. That's where mine is, yeah, typically. I mean, do we have a good reason for that? Other than the, the fact that we have access to, like, heating and cooling and we're just maybe changing a little bit that way? I think I uh, my guess... And I this is just me talking out of my ass because I'm not a doctor, but my guess would be because we're generally more sedentary these days. Yeah, maybe that might make sense. People have more desk jobs. Uh, people watch television. Um, yeah. So I think I think our our cores just don't get as as warm. We don't need to metabolize as much to function. Yeah. It also explains why we're all getting fat. That's yeah. True. But again, this is uh Again, this is for like anyone, not just not just fat people, <laughs> not just yeah. fat Americans with access to a lot of food and chairs. Yeah, yeah not just yeah, not just people who are sedentary yeah. by their nature. Right. I, th I think really it's just in general it goes for filthy, dirty, <laughs> normal sized Greeks, too. <laughs> filthy, sweaty, just slick, oily sea salt <laughs> and and oil and you know, <laughs> olive oil. <laughs> just uh, tabbouleh soaked <laughs> Covered in yogurt <laughs> My knowledge of the Greek culture is very limited. It's so obvious how little we both know about Greece Just, you know, except that they're greasy <laughs> They don't call it Greece for nothing <laughs> That's racist No No Greeks aren't racist um, They're I don't know what I'm talking about. The, the other thing that I learned <laughs> is that uh, compared to compared to early man, compared uh, to, uh, you know, Cro-Magnon man, I yeah. suppose, um, uh, our teeth on average are more crooked. It's it's a recent phenomenon. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, that's not to say that our uh, like our teeth are are obviously whiter and healthier uh-huh but they're misshapen in a way misaligned yeah they're misaligned i wonder why that is again i can only speculate but yeah. i would i would guess that it's because our i mean one of one of the things that that historically has changed the most about uh, uh higher primates over the past several million years is head shape yeah um and this could be just a you know, maybe some kind of side effect of that. I think I read something once that said something about the like the development of our language has had a, an influence on the shape of our mouth and of uh, uh, like the positioning of our teeth. Or that mouth. would make that would make sense to me. Or mouth. Or mouth. Yeah. 
I don't know if that's true. That's I'm, that's like a half mind blower. I'm just going to drop in there and not defend at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, that's what this podcast is all about. That does make sense to me. It's a mind um, teaser. Yeah. <laughs> An aperitif for um, the brain. Speaking of languages, mm-hmm. uh, to jump uh, right into a, a totally different thing. Okay. Um, I, I ended up uh, trawling through uh, some posts on Today I Learned. Trawling uh, in my skin. <laughs> The, uh, the subreddit today I learned. Reddit's great for um, all these kind of oh, topics. Yeah, yeah I, I just scrolled through like the best of the past month. And one th- this one caught my eye. Today I learned, this is from uh, user uh, Coffee Invenience. <laughs> oh, no, wait. Coffee coffee in Venice, excuse oh, okay. me. Oh. <laughs> that makes more sense, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah, Coffee in Venice, uh, who posted, Today I learned Nicaraguan Sign Language is a sign language that spontaneously developed among deaf children in Nicaragua in the 80s. It is of particular interest to linguists because it is believed to be the to be a modern example of the birth of a new language unrelated to anything else. Holy shit. Whoa. Yeah. Wait, so deaf children devised this? Is that what you said? Yeah. That's wild. By themselves. By themselves. Um and and I I could only imagine that as they as they grew older, uh, would would become more of a, you know, more refined and, and huh. certain I, things start to become more common. Um, I guess we shouldn't be that surprised by this in the sense that, like, the entire language of, like, memes, like, th- the fact that Dat Boy exists is proof that young oh, people shit, make their up? own language <laughs> already, right? Yeah. But that's pretty complicated. Shit, what up? Oh, shit, Dat Boy. <laughs> Uh, as of 1997, which uh, they should probably reinvestigate this, uh, there were 3,000 uh, uh, Nicaraguans who could communicate in this language. Huh. Wow. Um, developed as a Creole language from a home and ideoglossic sign with the addition of an ASL-influenced manual alphabet. Huh. Wow. Um, wow. That's very cool. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is me, kind of. <laughs> It's That's called an avatar, and it's from a game that some people are calling very cool. <laughs> and uh, and this 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 especially uh, is really interesting. It says some linguists <laughs> such as Judy Cagle and R.J. Sengus. <laughs> Those sound like fake names. <laughs> I'm sorry. They do. Judy Cagle <laughs> and R.J. Sengus. Well, it's 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 spelled S-E-N-G-H-A-S. So E.J. McGillicuddy. I might be. <laughs> Mispronouncing it, Kegel. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of, which is spelled K E G L. Okay, inventor of flexing your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, these two linguists, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry. <laughs> just like shortchanging their. Strong vaginas. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Some linguists who will not be mentioned by name uh, see what happened in Managua as proof that language acquisition is hardwired in the human brain. Mm-hmm. Wow. That makes sense. Yeah. Like without access to a language that like without they invented something in the absence of something else. Yeah. It's just um, something humans do. Uh, uh, <coughs> Steven Pinker, author of the 
what I like. I knew you were gonna laugh at that, and I have no idea why. It's it's, it's not even that funny. It's just Stephen two in the pinker, one in the stinker. <laughs> Stephen Pinker and his and his brother Joshua Stinker. <laughs> It was a different name for some reason. <laughs> Author of The Language Instinct maintains we've been able to see how it is that children, not adults, generate language. And we have been able to record it happening in great scientific detail. And it's the only time that we've actually seen a language being created out of thin air. That's amazing. That isn't. That uh, is amazing. Other than like a, you know, a constructed language yeah. like, uh, you know, Elvish. Klingon. Klingon. Right. Um, Dothraki. Like Italian. <laughs> Jewish. Yiddish. Did you say Jewish? Jewish. Yeah, the Jewish language. Uh, Jewish language. Oh, God. <laughs> Currency. Leet speak. Yeah. You got any more names in, in that list? Because I'm dying to know what the fourth one is. Uh, well, uh, there are, but I'm not going to tell you. Oh, um, come on. Uh, no fun. I don't know if they're funny or not. They're probably not funny. Those are all too funny. Um, There's not going to be a fourth funny name, right? No, nah, probably not. There couldn't be, could there? If only someone would tell us. <laughs> so we could make fun of these people who are way smarter than we are. <laughs> Kegel and Pinker, attorneys at law. Man, they go into a lot of detail about the... Um, about the uh, uh, the structure of the language and... and uh, yeah. God. <laughs> Today I learned is it like a gold mine. Oh, yeah. Of really interesting information. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was like, this was probably the best one that I found, honestly. Because, um, like, with with American Sign Language, that was like, that was assisted in its development. Right. You know, by, by advocates for the deaf and... Uh, you know, just, you know, done jointly between deaf people and, and uh, but, um, you know, and it, it even includes stuff like visual puns uh -huh. that work in the spoken language as well as in the sign language. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Um, like, uh, like uh, this, like you're, like you're milking an udder is, yeah. is the sign for milk, but doing it like this is pasteurized milk because you're going past your oh, eyes. Oh, shut up. No that's way. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, pasteurized milk. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, and then... Uh, this uh, is the drum solo, too. <laughs> I can feel it calling into the air. I was going to say, this is Phil Collins. Yeah, and obviously, I, 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 I don't... Uh, I don't speak ASL, uh, so that that sound is probably. Luckily, this is radio, so we don't have to worry about how <laughs> yeah, badly right. my sign language. Yeah, is. right. Um, but I. Hello. <laughs> that's you, bud. Is someone uh, calling? Oh, that's my phone. Yeah, that's, that's all. <laughs> that's you just, is it also my computer? Um, no. God damn it! <laughs> I think it's Gmail. Who's calling you? I don't know. Gmail? No, that's yeah. uh, answer it. Put, put them live on the air. I don't know who it is. I'm not picking it up. Pick it up. These people got to start leaving me messages. Pick it up. No. No. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, Sorry. Uh, shit. I lost my train of thought. See, damn it, Dave. Ruining the show. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Um, Just because we're bereaved doesn't mean we're sapped. It was something to do with. Uh, Does it have to do with the pasteurized thing or this? Oh, yeah. So, um. Uh, ASL also, I, I forget where I learned this. Age, sex, I, location. I think, <laughs> I think it was, um, I think it was 
just out of idle curiosity, probably while I was at a bar or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I decided to Google if ASL has accents, and it does. Ah, um, I think I've heard that. There's yeah, there's like uh, uh, subtle little you know differences, and and they're regional too. Right. Um, not. I I wouldn't imagine that they're regional to the to the same regions that spoken English is. Probably not. Probably not. I, you I mean th- like the way that we have regional accents and spoken English. It shouldn't be the same regions. Exactly. Yeah. Like I don't think I don't think there's an accent in ASL that corresponds directly to an accent in spoken English. I right. wouldn't think. But I think those accents probably formed for like very real geographic reasons. Yeah, and, and ASL accents probably formed for similar reasons. Right. Um, yeah, so there might be some some overlap there um, just because of that third variable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I don't know. I keep I have a I have an app on my phone that's supposed to teach you ASL and I keep wanting to try yeah, and I learn. I always wanted to learn, too. Um, right. But I'm, you know, I'm learning three languages right sure. now as it is. Just call up <laughs> Helen Kegel and she'll... <laughs> She'll flex in your general direction. Yeah. <laughs> she's just siding water. <laughs> just <laughs> uh, you know what? I saw I saw a tweet recently that said, uh, actually, I might, I might have sent it to you guys over Discord that said, uh, uh, the fact that Helen Keller was racist is the f- funniest thing in history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty, honestly, that is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, you mentioned sign language, so there's a mind blower that I learned about sign language, which I thought you might find interesting. I didn't know this, but apparently people who are born deaf uh, and so learn uh, sign language, but also have schizophrenia. Like, you know, Whoa. obviously schizophrenia Ooh. manifests in people with hearing sometimes as hearing voices. If you're born deaf and you speak ASL... It will manifest as disembodied hands signing in your eyes. That's fucking weird. Yes. Holy shit. So like, which makes perfect sense on some level, but it's also like a really wild symbol of the plasticity of the brain. Whoa. That it finds a way to fuck with you. That's nuts. (laughs) Yep. So they'll see like just hands signing disconnected to the body. Whoa. So the intrusive (laughs) thoughts find a way. That is fucking fucking crazy i hope that's true because i read that (laughs) (laughs) well it's on this podcast now so it is true it's true now if they say it on television but it makes it it makes perfect sense because the brain manifests like you know whatever it has to kind of on that level right like like the root cause of schizophrenia is going to find a way to express itself yeah in ways that the brain is familiar with sure that's so just if you a don't know what a disembodied pair of hands, right? Yeah, <laughs> telling you to kill your parents. It's a hand from Glover. Yeah, he shows <laughs> up with a Wario mustache. Yeah, it's the hand from Glover and the Hamburger Helper guy, both <laughs> <laughs> with just... curly mustaches. And <laughs> most of what they have to say is about Arabs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> they just Glover really... and Hamburger Helper are very anti-Arab. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it's. Just part of their canon. Nobody knows why. Uh, I got a weird one for you. Let's 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 uh, take a left turn here. Okay. Uh, the digits in the speed of light 
uh, are exactly the same as the latitude of the Great Pyramid of Giza. Shut up. This is a famous one. It, well, well the, the speed of light in what unit of measurement? Meters per second. Okay. Uh, Shut so, up. Uh, it's, uh, oh God, uh, one, sorry, I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> 299,792,458 meters per second uh, and 29.979,2458 degrees. I no don't, shit. I don't know the name of the law, but it's, it's basically, it boils down to the fact that there are just, because the universe is so crazy and there's so many things happening, there it's, it's the, every mon- frame is so dense. It's so dense. <laughs> uh, it's the monkeys in a room writing Shakespeare thing. Yeah. Right. Um, you're going to find things that match and don't really have any significance. Exactly. But it's, cool. it's a probabilistic Correct. likelihood that you'll find crazy, you know, Correct. coincidence. So that's a famous yeah. one that like that, you know, up to that insane intensity of degrees. Right. That those two match up, which of course could never yeah. have been done on purpose as that system of measurement did not exist. Right. Right. When that happened. I, um, I, I was once in the same room. I was actually getting a haircut. I was in the same room with two other people uh-huh. who, like me, have a younger sibling born on the same day, but not in the same year. That it, seems really unlikely. Yeah, it, it was strange. <laughs> um, but, you know, but it, you know, it, it's uh, just rant the, the weird randomness that the universe likes to right. do sometimes. It's, there's tons of them. Or all the time. I'm sure, I'm sure you guys have heard that crazy one where in any random gathering of 24 people. 23 like, people. 23 people. At least two people will share a birthday on average with the likelihood of like 50% or yeah, something Yeah, like it's, there's crazy. a 50% chance that yeah. any two of those people in the room will share yeah, the same I birthday. I think it's like 60 or something or maybe 70 some of them. The yeah. odds are 99 and nine tenths percent. Yeah, if you break it down mathematically, that makes sense. But only when it's deconstructed for you. Yeah. Um, I got one uh, weird one with numbers. Have you guys ever heard of Zipf's Law? Zipf's Law. Zipf. George Zipf. Give him one for the zipper. Yeah. Zipf's Law. It started by researching language, like in terms of like what he did basically is Take any classical work, something like Moby Dick, right? Uh, and this really works, you know, by the, the 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 numbers of words that are popular in the English language. He was really interested with this. Zipf's law says that in any in any text, mm-hmm. um, the the most used word in the English language is the word the. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next most used word in any given text will be half of that. So it'll be one over two. And then the next most used word after that will be a third of the most used word. Oh, really? And then the next most used word will be one fourth of that on and on and on downward. <laughs> really? So Zipf's law is uh, the first word, you know, uh, like the, ne- the the thing is is one. The relationship is constant. Of its rank. Yeah. The, so it, f- it forms, in other words, like a perfectly logarithmic slope. Yeah. To an insanely yeah. detailed degree. And like, <laughs> obviously, it, like it works with with like any classical text put together. Uh, so like if the next most used word is or. Yeah. It would be half of the. If the next most used word is that, it would be a third of the usage of the onward and downward. And what makes it even fucking crazier is that <laughs> correlation doesn't just exist in texts. 
it exists in sorts things that are completely like all hierarchies all and, hierarchies the the number of solar flares that occur based on timelines <laughs> straight down <laughs> um yeah it's there's like an insane number of correlations that zip's law applies to so so the the we're living in a simulation the best way to verify it the best way to verify this for sure is is we have to go through and apply this principle by word count to the longest text written in human history. Do you know what that is? I don't. Oh, is that it's the it's the Smash Brothers fantasy. It is fiction. a Super Smash Brothers fan fiction <laughs> that holds the world record for the longest text ever produced by a single author in the entirety of human history. The keyword is single author there. Yeah. Cuz lots and lots of very long texts are like collections sure. of like even the Bible is not a single, you know, author. So. Yeah, but it's it's longer than the it's longer than the Bible. Right. Um let me let me actually look. Uh, <laughs> uh longest text. That's unnerving. It's worth noting too that like that doesn't just apply to English, that applies to every Other languages too. Every language, including Why? including languages that we haven't translated yet. <laughs> right? It's like just just the, the the marked symbols that fucks me up. That's mind blowing. There's no reason that and we, should be. And we don't know why. That there's no reason that should be. Right. Unless we're living in a simulation <laughs> with limited resources. I'm calling it. I'm trying to find other examples. That's fucking creepy. So it long- I wish you'd never told oh, me. Okay, that. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, I found it. Largest cities in in countries. Okay. Po- population. No. Zip's law. No. Uh, it's it's fucking nuts, dude. I don't like this. <laughs> okay. Um so I found it. It it is called uh it is called the Subspace Emissaries World Con- World's Conquest. Um it is over 3.5 million words long as of 2013. Wow. Uh, making it almost three times as long as Marcel Proust's seven-volume à, à la recherche du temps de It's longer than Proust. <laughs> six, <laughs> six times as long as Infinite Jest and 13 times as long as James Joyce's Ulysses. Okay, Holy I've, I've shit. I've held a copy of Infinite Jest. I can't imagine <laughs> six of them dedicated to Smash Brothers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Why does... Can we just be done as people? <laughs> like, what else is Let there? me give you some other examples here. Uh, uh, this is freaking me out. Mathematical expressions, ranks of notes in music. This is from Wikipedia, by the way. Um, uh, unconfi- I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Ranks of notes in music? Ranks of notes in music. Like, take a piece of music, calculate all the use of all the notes in yeah. it. <laughs> uh, and even in uncontrolled environments, such as population ranks in cities in various countries, corporation sizes, income rankings of number of people watching the same TV channel, and wait, so wait, on. Wait, wait, Un- uh, population size and and uh, uh, corporate employees uh, seems to be to some extent controlled. Sure. Sure, some of these things have influences, and some of them are seemingly super random. Right, but yeah. the fact that this equation that matches up on all sorts of different things is just... Th- this one's my favorite. Ranks of number of people watching the same television channel. What about uh, what about um, uh, given baby names in English? I'm, I I don't know for sure, but I'm sure that's probably one of them. Um, <laughs> actually, uh, Vsauce does a great. There's there's a couple of great channels to watch if you want to see examples of Zip's law. Yeah, Vsauce did a great one a few years ago um, where he like breaks down like dozens of 
correlations between these oh, ethnicities yeah. in American produced pornography <laughs> in the 1970s. <laughs> Just get, but I bet that like works. there's a huge <laughs> number of correlations and we don't know why. Okay, it's got to be the only way this really makes sense to me is there has to be enough wiggle room because they're not going to be perfectly one half one. They are scarily accurate. (laughs) Like, like if you take the words, yeah, like they're not 100 percent accurate, obviously, because they trend really close. But they trend like within within like in a given text. Right. They trend within like a couple hundred in some cases, a couple dozen words. Oh, my God. They're like shockingly accurate that doesn't make sense exactly it doesn't and we don't know why it exists but it does it's one of those (laughs) weird laws of the universe yeah that freaks me out for sure that freaks me out so like the thing is this podcast that we're doing right now (laughs) you could probably track the word you could track the word usage of this podcast that we're doing right now and (laughs) you would see the correlation there you know what horrifies me is i want to put this through a text or speech to text right and and analyze the word usage (laughs) yeah it's it's wild dude i'm like freaked out (laughs) that's like i'm not just making this shit up you could look up zip's law and see all the wild correlations that exist that should not be the case yeah well you got one there you got one for us ben that's day ruining. Uh, yes, let me uh, let me find. Can we briefly talk about how weird it is that wombats poop square? Oh yeah, I've heard that they make square turns. I saw a picture today. Yeah, yeah, because I was looking this up. <laughs> they make like a little. They're not perfectly square, like sharp square. Yeah, right. But they're like they're square shits. They look like a square bun, like a like a little dinner roll. Oh yeah, with like kind of tight corners. Nice. And apparently, there's a reason for it because their insides, like some of their digestive tract is like very firm and some of it's very soft so when it moves through it'll like hit a wall and just flatten yeah okay and it'll keep going it'll flatten on this side cool and apparently if they're less healthy their poop is less square really so you can track like basically how well your wombats are doing in the zoo by how square their poop is and oh my god there's more (laughs) there's more they theorize that they developed this to mark territory in the places that they they inhabit, which are high up places. Yeah. You want your poop not to roll off so you can mark your territory, like in a branch. Holy shit. So they devised, theoretically, a square poop so that it stays put. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> That's what they think. The depth and tenacity of wombat shit. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was a weird fact, but then when I read that there might be a reason, I'm like, okay. That's okay. Science is insane right. sometimes. I see you, wombats. I see what you're doing. I see you, wombats. <laughs> I can Nature, make a square poop, too. I see you, wombats. <laughs> Nature usually shit, has no a reason squares. for... Literally. Yeah, it's it's just a random one I had on the list because I always thought the square poop was pretty fascinating. It's like a little briquette. Yeah, a little charcoal briquette. It looks like that. <laughs> a little shit briquette. Looks like a little a charcoal cornbread shit cat. Yeah. You know the little, little cornbreads? Yeah. It's like yeah. that. The little squares. Uh, yeah. Except don't eat that. Don't eat this. It's wombat shit. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't eat this. It's shit. <laughs> um, okay, so here's another one. Uh, when do you guys suppose uh, the last wi- uh, the last uh, U.S. Civil War widow passed away? Civil War widow. Yeah, when do you suppose the last one passed away? Holy God. Okay, someone remind me of, that's like 1860. Uh, when was the Civil War? It was like the 1860s. 1860s. Late 1860s. I'm going to, the widow, I'm going to say uh, 1930. I'm going to say like 1950. Whoa. Like an old lady. 
That's a very old lady. Well, you know, uh-huh. that's that would be like 90 years old. Yeah. Lived to 110, lost her husband at 20. Okay. Would you believe me if I told you last year? <laughs> what? No, no. Absolutely not. And here's why. Here's why. It was a thing in the early 20th century to marry these old veterans for their pension money. Oh, shut up. The last woman married to a Civil War vet passed away last year, 2020. When did she marry that old bag of bones? (laughs) Uh, Probably at at very uncomfortably disparate ages. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so last year. So we're talking, even if you, wow. Okay, so even if she didn't live that long, and let's say she made it to like 80. That still means she was born in 1940. Yeah. The guy she was marrying would have been at least 80. <laughs> Holy shit. So well, the timelines kind of no, work no, out. No, it, it, no, cuz that that would that would mean he would have been born in like 19 in, in 1860. He would have been too young to fight the Civil War. Yeah. yeah, but I don't really know that there was a conscription age necessarily then, right? Sure. Like you just you'd grab your pitchfork whether you were 10 or 30. Okay, so let's okay, so let's say uh 1865. Right. Um guy is Let's say 15 years old. Sure. Born in 50. Make it easy. Yeah. Born in. OK. Yeah. Born in 1850. Fights in the Civil War at 15. Yeah. Um, let's say by 1920. He's 70 he, he's years old. 70 years old. Marries. Yeah. No, a 15 year old girl. (laughs) Well, I mean, well, well, maybe, but that would still that would still make her 115 at the time of death. Right. Like this is (laughs) but that's that's possible. You know, it's all possible. It's just really like they stretched the absolute limits of how gold diggerly you could be. <laughs> or how gold diggerly her parents could be. She right, was let's, okay. So I looked. We're, her up. we're assuming she More had accurate. a say in this marriage. Her name More was accurate. Her probably. name was Helen Jackson. Okay. She was uh, by most every account the last surviving widow of the Civil War. She was just nineteen in nineteen thirty six when she married ninety one year old Civil War veteran Gross. James Bolin. Gross. Her, so wait, their ages were palindromes of each other. Yes. She was nineteen. He was ninety one. Uh, Could I make it any more obvious? That's yeah. a real like a uh, spring dead romance. After volunteering <laughs> as his caretaker in his final years, they got married. Mm. Wow. I, I, unbelievable. Where, where, where were she from? Uh, let's find out. So wait, she was 19 in 1936. 1936. So, I want to know if it was a dusty old so confederate wait, or 19, a dusty old union. That means she was born in 1917, mm-hmm. which would make her 103 at the time of death. Yeah. So that 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 works <laughs> <laughs> somehow. The gentleman in question was born in 1845. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, but cool. also, doesn't that kind of tell you something about how not that long ago the Civil War was? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you kind of think about things in terms of generations, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. Every 20 years on average, how people are spitting out new that? kids. It's, yeah. it's really strange to think about the fact that Two people could bridge that whole distance. Do you think they fucked? Yeah. Nah. Uh, I think there was a soft handy under the blanket for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, you're 91 years old. 
Give, give him. I would jerk off a ninety-one-year-old. Yeah, if he asked me nice. If he asked me nice, yeah. yeah. And uh, he was kind of sweet. Guy's ninety-one. Cut him a break. Right. It's just. Uh, uh, all right. Let's take a hard left out of Handy Town. <laughs> I got one. Let's go back a to hard space left here. Out of Confederate soldier Handy Town. <laughs> let's uh, space. Space. <laughs> um, here's one that's gonna. Uh, and this is something that uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson has said before. Mm-hmm. Is one of the scariest things. One of the things that keeps him up at night. Uh-huh. Um, uh, because of the faster than light expansion of the universe, which I talked about, I think, briefly in the last episode. Yeah. The universe, because the universe expanding is not moving the way that light would move. It's, yeah. it's you know, it's just it's expanding and we don't have terms to define it. Mm-hmm. It's just constantly getting faster. And that expansion happens to be enlarging uh, faster than how we would measure the speed of light. The ambiguous yeah. space. Correct. Uh, because of the faster than light expansion of the universe, 94 94% of what we can see in the night sky is already past the uh, observable oh, the, 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 uh, whatever you, yeah, the yeah, event yeah. horizon, the observable horizon of the universe. We might have talked about this last time, but I don't know how specifically we yeah, talked about we, it. Uh, I, we talked about something similar, but like this, this is like this is saying basically, uh, you know, 94% of what we can visualize is already gone past the edge of the universe where we won't be able to see it. Yeah, We're just like, now getting the light from it. Yeah, like we will not be able to ever see it. Right? Correct. Uh, like once it's past that barrier. Yeah, you know, uh, but what this basically means is that all most of what we see in the night sky, if we did somehow develop some kind of light speed travel. Yeah, uh, we wouldn't be able to reach any of that stuff. It's like there's only 6% of the universe that we can observe if we reached light speed travel that we could actually go see. That sucks. <laughs> um, and, and because the universe is expanding and things are getting farther away from each other, if human beings do tend do actually continue to exist in this solar system, uh, eventually there will be a point where they'll look into the night sky and they won't see anything. They'll, they'll see the sun, they'll see the moon, they'll see the planets. The end. Ew. Yeah. That's creepy. In the year 75, 75. <laughs> I don't want to be alive for the time when all the stars slowly start going out. Yeah. Nah, yeah. That would that would blow. <laughs> the good news is, uh, you know, eventually the universe is going to explode. Like we're it's it's going to happen. Well, it's going to apart. It's going to it's going to crunch. Everything's going to start coming back. Well, inwards. that's that's a that's a theory. But, yeah. But um the 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 prevailing theory is that the universe will die a heat death heat death well there's heat death and then there's the the one that i think is most prevalent now is it's called the big freeze which basically means that if the the bubble that we're in if it if there is such a thing uh expands out far enough eventually it'll reach a point where everything is so far apart that no energy will be able to react off of each other and everything will just burn out <sighs> The only thing that will exist will be dark matter. It will engulf the universe and there will be no energy. That's so creepy. Yeah. You know, it's like the entire universe is like a Hardee's that you can see on a road trip. Yeah. Down a long, (laughs) dusty road. And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Hardee's. And then you get there. And it's closed. It's closed. (laughs) And you get there. And you're never going to get the monster thick burger that you were so excited about. Right. Because it's closed. And it's freezing. (laughs) <laughs> it's damn chilly, too. Yep. There, uh, yeah, there will just be a point where uh, the, the the tiny amount of like 
atoms that exist in the universe will not move. Well, we'll will reach a point stop. where that Hardys will disassemble <laughs> atomically. <laughs> yep. Because there will be no... And there will, there will be, uh, like, a ver- like, zero chance that you'll ever get that Monster Thick Burger. The Monster <laughs> Thick Burger will become theoretically impossible. Correct. And dissolve at the atomic level. And, and so will the and Hardys. Subatomic. For that matter. Right. Well, yeah, that's the... Um, <laughs> that's... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's why they call it a big, like, because because that's all heat is, is excited atoms. Right. You know, um, the more the more they move, the more heat is generated. Um, and then in absolute zero, there is no atomic movement whatsoever. Yes. Or subatomic movement, which is really unnerving to think about, like, at least no matter how bad it gets, all the atoms are still spinning around. Yeah. Protons are dancing in circles. And yeah. doing Things like that's. It's unnerving to think about that coming to a complete halt. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, a lot of mine are fucking scary. (laughs) This is weird. (laughs) Since you mentioned mentioned that, uh, I have one here that's somewhat related because it reminds me about this thing that we talked about briefly last time about the empty space between atoms and all of that. Yeah. And how most things are empty space. Yeah. Are you aware that you could take the entire human race and if you were to squeeze it down with no empty space in between all of its subatomic particles and all of the atoms, if you were to crunch it down to its smallest, like, practical size, yeah, yeah. all of the human race's bodily matter would fit into the space the size of a sugar cube. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? Yeah, all human matter on Earth. Empty space removed. Fits in a sugar cube. So just, just, just all the, all the atoms, all the atoms and the subatomic stuff, everything. If you took out all that empty space that makes us up. So that just says how exponentially small atoms are. Very exactly. Yeah. How small atoms are and how much empty space. I mean, we are just on the math of it. Well over 99% empty space. Wow. Uh, and, and yet appear solid, which is like super interesting. Yeah. Uh, if you took all that empty space out, all of us could fit in here. Weird. <laughs> Pretty creepy. Yeah. Now let's try it. Pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, everyone, I'm going to need you to smash your hard odds together. Yep. <laughs> near light the, speed. The large hard on collider. <laughs> the large hard on collider. They send hard ons in a big loop. <laughs> they just this smash them. smashing into each other at <laughs> light speed. Everyone in the hard on collider. Come yeah. on, let's go. It's like cool runnings. <laughs> we're, we're about to discover the oh God, oh God particle. <laughs> That's what happens when you crush dicks at light speed. <laughs> I'm going to need you to get in the tube. I don't want to go in the tube. Yeah, I need you. To, it's for science. It's for science. You need to get in the tube. All right. You Bra- too, Jimmy. Brace your dick. <laughs> You're going to be reaching speeds that shouldn't be possible. The matter of your heart on should slide off at light speed. Your boner is going to pierce the veil between dimensions. Your boner may actually have quantum superposition and be in several places at the same time. (laughs) We'll be able to time travel through your boner. Your boner exists in the past, present, and future simultaneously. (laughs) Your your boner is a fifth dimensional being. (laughs) (laughs) Your boner achieves its own sentience and greatly disrupts Uh, the experiment. Weird. Oh, I got one. Speaking of dimensional beings. If you wish to create an apple pie from scratch, you must first send your boner into the fifth dimension. (laughs) In the tube, Jimmy. I don't want to go. I don't want to go in the tube. You got to put your boner in the tube, Jimmy. (laughs) Um, 
So let's talk about let's talk about different dimensions. And for this, I'm not going to get too wild out of control with mm. different dimensional stuff. But are you guys familiar with Flatland? Yeah. So I we talked about this uh, the other day at Gables. But the, this idea of like the Flatlanders ninth dimensional illustration was yeah. the, the best multi dimension illustration I've ever seen. Yeah. So like the and this is an old. Do you remember this? I, I it's like a flash cartoon about like people that live in a flat world. But, yeah, but then they're bent. To well, well, this was uh, I, I don't know about the ninth uh, right. dimension thing, but this was a, a, a short story that someone wrote or a novel mm-hmm. about yeah. people that lived in two dimensions exclusively. Correct. Mm-hmm. So like, OK, this lens wipe that I have, this Carl Zeiss lens wipe, <laughs> um, you put it, uh, put it on this sheet of paper. And let's just presume that this thing is flat up against the paper. Mm-hmm. Two dimensional space. It has no idea it has depth. No idea that it has depth. Right. So if I were to pass through this this space as mm-hmm. such, it would just see this fingy come through like as a line. It would cr- be a circle. Like yeah. in cross section. Wouldn't even be a circle. Right. It would be a line. It would just be yeah. a line that pubs through and the line gets bigger, line gets bigger, line gets bigger, line gets smaller. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, it's, a, it's still a circle of 2D space if you're coming at it in depth, right? So you have a small circle that opens and becomes a big circle. No, it would be a line because it can only see in two dimensions. Right, so, but you hold on a minute. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. A circle. A circle has two dimensions. Right. So yeah, but it, it wouldn't. It would only. You're, what you're talking about is seeing in one dimension. You're right. ta- You're talking about just seeing on the x-axis. Mm. The the that's one dimensional space. Yeah, living in a two dimensional space means you would see two dimensions. So you know, what you, like if you know you have width but not height. Yeah. Then on the width scale. When this goes through, you have no idea of height, so you just see this segment here. Right. Yeah, that's like seeing this, in one and dimension. Like and then the circle is that, but in the cir- this yeah. dimension. So it's so it would look like you know those those. This bra- is so hard to explain. In, yeah. <laughs> over a microphone to and, people. And there's there's no way to to conceive of what it's like to to see in two dimensions. Correct. Um, but you know, uh, Mario. You know, you know, those, you know, those brain scans where they like start at the top and, you know, it's slowly, you know, the shape of the head is, you know, eventually st- start seeing the eyes. Yes. Yeah. It would be like it would that. Be like that. It would be right. like moving through a cross section of. Okay. Right. So that's the two dimensional. So if I were to take. I've heard people use this, use that analogy to explain uh, what humans experience when they see like an elder one yeah. or Cthulhu. It's something. It's something that should it's something that exists in more dimensions than just three. Right. We're just seeing a, a cross section. of Right. It. Like we're seeing like some horrific geometric representation right. of something that doesn't make sense. Well, that's here. where I'm going. Here. Yeah. Uh, okay. So like if you were to take we're going to call this guy Juan. If we were to take Juan out <laughs> of Flatland Juan. and pull him up into the third dimension. And float him back down. Right. Wouldn't be able to quantify what he saw. He doesn't know. He would try moving. to ex- explain to his buddy Jorge here. Uh, that <laughs> well, hey, I, I've been up. There are creatures that you know. I've transcended. Also, how are he's, we talking? He's a French. <laughs> whatever. He's a he's a hey, he's one. a French Puerto Rican. One. <laughs> yes, Philippe. Yes, Philippe. <laughs> it's weird. When um, I am floating in space, but you can, but you can, you can literally pull. Like if I were to if I were to apply a slit to this lens wipe, I could pull in and just pull out the actual lens wipe on the inside of it. Right. Uh-huh. He's in Flatland. I could take a piece of him out and pull him. Yeah. Um, so that is to say if there uh, it's entirely I'm going to Joe Rogan it here. It's entirely <laughs> possible. Fires up blunt. Yeah. It's entirely <laughs> possible that we are living uh, dimension by dimension with fourth dimensional beings. 
And theoretically, if those if, if that were true, a fourth dimensional being would be able to do something like reach inside your stomach and pull out your breakfast. <laughs> well, to access the past yeah. as easily as you or I manipulate the present. Yeah, as we understand uh, the fourth dimension, mm-hmm. uh, there's you got you have to also have to understand like visual dimensions and what we conceive dimensions to be because a fourth dimensional being would be able to see time. Right. They would be able to see time moving forward. Right. A fifth dimensional being would be able to see time moving forward and backward. And also produce some great music. Yes. A sixth dimensional being would be able to see time moving forward and backward and they'd be able to go to in a certain place Uh and they'd be able to go to other spaces. Alternate possibilities. Well, that goes up into the seventh dimension and eighth dimension. Uh, is okay. Eighth dimension is different possibilities in different Earths. Yeah. Ninth dimension is different possibilities in different galaxies. So do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the scale gets wider and wider until you're. So you can picture a fourth dimensional being. Yeah. The way you would picture it is like if you could do like a ghost trail of everywhere I'd ever been and everything I ever did. A big long snake of every, every my whole life. Mm-hmm. And being able to see that all at one time and and the past and present yeah. as all one thing. Your temp, yeah. your temporal snail trail. Correct. Yeah. But they wouldn't be able to go anywhere but forward in time. Is that how that works? That's how fourth dimension works. Fifth dimension would be able to see. I thought backwards. fourth was all forwards and backwards. The whole thing as one. Yeah, it's one plane. axis. Yeah. But t- but time. But moving. But moving through that. You would yeah. only be able to go forward. Time okay. time has more than one axis. Correct. So fifth dimensional beings would be able to go return backwards. And six dimensional beings would be able to go to different points through time. Sometimes I do wish I could pull out my breakfast. Yeah, big, big mood. <laughs> uh, this stuff gets insanely complicated. Yeah. Uh, we were talking a little bit about it uh, last week. Uh, yeah. The the only way that string theory works, which bridges astrophysics and um uh, quantum quantum physics together is uh, is if string theory is true, which implies that there's 10 dimensions. Right. Uh, that's the only way that it works. And to re- return to the hard on collider. Yeah, the large hard on collider. <laughs> or it might have actually been a different particle accelerator, but they're pretty sure they measured the mass of a not a quark. Some other subatomic particle. Quark is like insanely small. Yeah, they measured the subatomic mass or the mass of some subatomic particle that is supposedly, you know, predicted to be a certain mass in string theory. And they found it to be wildly different. And if that's the case, string theory either needs reconciled some other way or or doesn't work. Yeah, string theory is basically it's not it's not the leading theory. It's it's very exciting because. It bridges those two aspects of physics together. And it makes for some really fun pop science. And it makes for some really fun pop science. But but the fact of the matter is, you know, gravity is always going to be in the way of between those two school of thoughts. That's Mm -hmm. the, you know, that's the missing link we can't reconcile because gravity doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, it's like one or the other. Gravity fucks it up. They don't they don't work together. Right. So we have to use two different maths. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, which is like a really nasty place for all those scientists to be in. Yeah, yeah. Like it's really, it's really odd to imagine like being a carpenter. Yeah. For example, and you know, every time you build something at house scale, you use like one set of measurements, principles, and expectations. Right. And every time you build something at like dollhouse scale, nothing works. Right. And you gotta like use different tools and suppositions. Right. <clears throat> and like glue doesn't work. Like it's weird to work in those two completely different realms. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, it's really, really fucking weird. So all this is essentially to say that it's a goddamn miracle that we've been able to inject cheese directly <laughs> into the hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a great inside the in, hot dog. Got, like, can we talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we not just weave the cheese into the hot dog in the in the farcing stage where they where they make a hot dog paste? Right. But like taking taking something <laughs> aside from the hot dog, taking something that is separate from the hot dog entity and injecting yeah. it <laughs> via hypodermic needle inside inside the, the hot, hot dog, dog as though it were a long john cream stick. <laughs> you know, we talked about this briefly also at cables but the idea that humans have been able to so thoroughly and efficiently Dominate. subjugate animals to the point that we turn them into a paste we grind them into a paste <laughs> and, and then case them, them into a tube case them in their own intestines <laughs> then we take their lactations and we shoot that inside of them yep. <laughs> In a way that is delicious to us. Add a little salt and pepper. Perfect. And garlic. And garlic. <laughs> like, how much more completely ruthless can yeah. you be about the domination of species? Yep. Well, you could also put eggs and bacon on top of that hot dog. Yeah. And we do. And we do. <laughs> and let me, let me and just crack your children. Your unborn poultry kids. child fried Cooking on the hot chickens dog. That and never then had slices of pig meat. Just for, just for half a second. Think about what would happen if anything did to people what we do to animals. Yeah. Make us into a paste, suck the milk out of our titties, put it inside of us, and then put our babies on top. Yeah. I think that's a DLC fatality in, in <laughs> the new Mortal Kombat. At least half of that doesn't sound bad. I mean, you know. At least the sucking titties. And <laughs> You're forgetting the most important part of, of this meal, though, which is, of course, the placenta. Yeah. Uh, grilled, mm. sautéed uh, placenta. Remember that video of that guy that ate the placenta? Yeah, the, su- the Swedish dude. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. his sister's placenta, right? It, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. The so placenta used to birth his newborn baby niece, <laughs> and uh, he lost the rock paper scissors. I'm actually kind of grossed out thinking <laughs> yeah, about it. It's again. really weird to me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've talked that's about that's on YouTube, folks. Look it up. We've <laughs> talked. We've talked about cannibalism before. Uh, I don't know how much we have. We have a little bit. We yeah. we would eat each other. Us yeah. in this room. Yeah, we Ben. I think we determined if we were to slice off part of your leg. No, like yeah, like if I lost my leg in an accident, say, yeah. like say I lost everything below my left knee, and, and then it, someone happened to put that on a road. There was a guy that did that, and then I happened to say, "Look, Doc, uh, thank you for the baloney prosthesis." <laughs> Uh, thank you for this giant Eckrich appendage, <laughs> but I have, I have, uh, one other request. Can I ha- take my leg home with me? You know, there's of a guy that did this. Can. Yeah, there is. A, is we there? Talk, we talked the, about it on the show. Uh, yeah. And so, he cooked and ate his leg. Well, he had friends over. Yeah. And, and prepared his leg for them. Did they know it was his they leg? They knew. Yeah. Okay, no, he good. wasn't like a fucking monster. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but like technically illegal, no, I believe. That's what I would do. I don't, it's my body. I can do what the fuck I want with it. So on some <laughs> level, yeah. But on, on, also there's a real danger to like if a doctor knows that you're taking that with you to not just like bury or something, but to eat. There's a medical ethical Problem well, I'm there. not. I'm obviously not going to tell him I'm going to eat it. I'm going to tell him I'm going to like bronze it or something, or right. like or like <laughs> ha- have it treated in plasticine so that it can be preserved. Right. Uh, and then I put a lampshade over it. <laughs> <laughs> um, That'd be about the best use for your leg. Which w- yeah, that would be pretty awesome. But also, uh, I would be lying to him through my teeth. Oh, I would well, take yeah. it home, 
cook it and, and t- fully inform everyone you're about to eat my leg. <laughs> Serve it this with is my leg, with which some is given for you. Some green beans, some mashed potato. What do you think the most tasty part on a human probably? It's got to be like the same thing as like with animals where like like the shoulders kind of got some fat and some muscle to it. Yeah. But like the leg might be a little bit lean. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the upper yeah, like the Ribs. upper abdominal sort of area. Ribs got to be good and maybe uh like your back fat. Back yeah, back fat's got to be pretty tough and tender. Yeah. It's um, the kind of thing you render down. Yeah. Um balls. <laughs> How many meals do you think you could make out of Chris's ball sack? Oh, God, that could that could feed a small African nation for at least a month. <laughs> See, he walks away so we can talk about his balls when he's gone. <laughs> hey, Chris, how many people do you think you could feed with your ball sack? <laughs> if we if we were to cook one, prepare and serve your balls. One hungry person. One. Well, are we talking about children or are we talking about <laughs> how, and how small? Are the you children? know, I'm going to leave that up to you. <laughs> If we're talking like children, like we'll say six, six people could eat. Your no, no, sack. no, no. Six year old children. Oh. <laughs> I would say I could probably comfortably get two of them fed. Thanks for the dinner, which is also gross sexual imposition. <laughs> yeah, but they don't know that. Welcome no. to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> can we get off this topic again? <laughs> I'll have the spaghetti and meatballs. Uh-huh. Yeah, all of the all of the Chris's penis and scrotum, <laughs> or not penis, no, all the Chris's scrotum Wait, and testicles. You're okay with the scrotum and testicles, but not the penis. Well, you if I pe- had to pick one, it would be. You, you don't have pee, to pick of this. You got to pee out of something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Ben, you got to pee out of something, Reese. <laughs> hey, I got a body fact for you. Since we're talking about body stuff, mm. are you aware that when you get a kidney transplant? Most of the time, they leave your old kidneys in. You get an extra kidney. Ew. Really? Yep. Why? Uh, they'll put it in your pelvis where they can find some empty space for a kidney. Yeah. But you'll have extra kidneys. But, and, but, but why? Because most of the time, even a poorly functioning kidney still has some function. Oh. So to remove a kidney that is doing some functioning is a net loss. Gotcha. So uh, they'll leave you in. And I, when I read this... I also read a guy commenting about it that said, yeah, I've had two kidney transplants and have one on the way. I have four kidneys. Whoa. (laughs) So people with kidney transplants have just bonus kidneys rolling around in there. Nice. Bonus kidneys. (laughs) Bonus kidney. What? uh, (laughs) That's real. Before long, that guy's going to start needing to have his kidneys like put in his ass or something. Yeah. Where do you put them all? Just just in the ass cheeks. You just got to like find extra places to jam a kidney. Yeah. I mean, I imagine there's some space. Rolling around. I mean, I don't know. I'm not completely dense. There's some space in there. Yeah. You can find a spot. Ugh. But yeah, they will often leave the old kidneys in unless there's like a reason that they have to be removed. Bonus kidney. All right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gross. Shit. I mean, why not? If it's if it's not just like rotting in there or necrotizing <laughs> or some shit, then yeah, fuck it. Just <laughs> yeah. They'll like usually still have some function. It'll, even if they did remove it, it'd probably be twice the bill. So yeah, fuck it. Just leave it in there. Ugh. Right. Just. Just leave it in there. <laughs> All right, I got a weird odds fact for you. Here. Okay. Um, so uh, according according to the uh, Pentagon, uh, worldwide, the odds of an accidental nuclear warhead detonation are estimated to be somewhere uh, about one in a million, mm-hmm. which is 
Still too much. Still way too much, right? Still, too much. Still way too much. Once in a million things happen all the time. Let me put this in context for you. Uh, the FAA in, uh, estimates that uh, in the United States, the odds of being involved in a commercial airline accident are one in 40 million. Yep. <laughs> you are 40 times more likely to suffer an accidental nuclear explosion, or the world is like the that world. likely, as you are to be in an airplane crash. Right. Which happens all the time. Yeah. Well, it, it does. It does not happen as much as you think it yeah, does. Yeah, it, right. But they, they but they, they happen often enough. They make news mm -hmm. for sure. But this implies that there are accidental nuclear detonations around the world that we just don't know. About. You're right. Actually, you're right. Yeah. Now wait. Uh, what was the exact phrasing of that FAA statistic? You know, I don't. I don't have the exact language in front of me because because I want to know if if that includes you know situations where the plane ha uh, makes a safe landing in the event of an emergency. Right. Right. Um. Uh. Uh. It probably doesn't. I, I don't think so. I think. I think like there. I mean, technically, the FAA classifies a crash as. Anything that's not a, you know, like a safe landing. An emergency but, touchdown on, like, water might correct, be a crash, yeah. even a, if no one's hurt. A, a, a for, forced water landing. Damage as, to uh, the plane with no one hurt would probably not count in that statistic. Correct. I believe this is, like, a catastrophic loss of life scenario. Okay, right. yeah. One, one in 40 million, um, which, you know, like you said, like, we hear about crashes in yeah. the news, but consider how many f how many planes are in the air at any given moment at, at right. every single day. So, like, when I say it happens all the time, I don't mean it happens uh, to a high percentage of flights. I just mean you can regularly, once a, a couple a year, expect a pretty noteworthy plane accident. Yeah. Yeah. Know? But as a subset of all flights, yeah, it's really, really, it's way less likely than, like, as they like to say, like getting in a car accident. Right. You're like... Much, much, much more likely. Yeah, than because the average pilot is more responsible and more highly trained than the average motorist. Well, right. and so is his, his uh, automatic, you know, takeoff. Oh, yeah, the fancy, and, fancy computers, yeah. uh, the highly trained traffic controllers, the co-pilot. And the fact that planes want to stay in the air. Yeah. Uh, and that even as you yeah, approach true. the ground, they resist touching down. Yeah. You know, like the the nature of the way that works is it makes it kind of hard to have a really aggressive landing. Yeah. 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 Planes are, planes are nothing. I've been on several flights and I, I, I enjoy flying a lot. I like looking out the window, especially. Um, but I also just like airports, you know, I like, I like being in, especially Pittsburgh International where it's just like, you know, uh, it's, People from all over the world. It's yeah. a it's a crossroads of the global community. Airports are cool that way. Yeah, Man, I, I am so far past that. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate airports. Yeah, yeah I'm I, over I, it. Once I'm, you fly enough, it's I don't like, like waiting in them, but I like yeah. being I'm, in them in general. I'm sh I'm sure I'm sure it'll it'll pass, but for me, it's it's still cool. Last time I flew, uh, it was it was years ago. It's a novelty for you and me. Sure. Yeah. But um, dog shit for me. But yeah, my, my point is, though, none of us here are afraid of airplanes. No. With good reason. Yeah. It's not airplanes that terrify me. It's it's fucking Joe asshole who's going to be out driving tonight yes. on St. Patrick's Day. Exactly. I'm scared a little bit during takeoff and also a little bit during landing. And that's, I mean, probably reasonable because. Statistically speaking, those are probably the times something's going to happen that's unpleasant. I've been involved in some not so fun landings. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Well, those are the more likely times something is going to happen that's not ideal. I think. I think. I don't think I've ever had any hesitation about those because usually, 
uh, from what I understand about flight, the pilots are the first to know if anything's wrong before something actually goes wrong. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, if I don't hear anything from them, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Well, they also might not necessarily hop on and be like, hey, just so you guys know. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was on a flight one time. No, but they'll they'll tell you to like brace and put your seatbelt. Okay, yeah. I was told to brace for a landing one time. Yeah, you don't want to hear that. No. Nope. So yeah. I was I was I was traveling with an ex girlfriend and she was terrified of flying. Yeah. Fucking terrified of flying. So much so that she was willing to drive 25 hours. Yeah. To go somewhere. Uh, instead of just flying two hours. And I convinced her to go on a flight. And on the way back, uh, we were heading back into Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was storming, like uh-huh. storming, like not, you know, like serious. And it was foggy. So th- th- like, I think, I don't know, because he didn't walk us through everything. But I'm guessing what happened is they couldn't see the tower. Oh. They were just communicating. And the tower was <sighs> guiding him via radar uh, on like where that. to go. The fact that they can do that though yeah. is insane. So, but but like the the pilot basically told us like it's going to be very bumpy. So you know be prepared. And the whole last twelve minutes of this flight was basically <laughs> like you look out the window and you see lightning and you hear thunder and the plane's doing this. Yeah, when you f- can feel the wings <laughs> shake the fuselage, yes. it's really. Uh... Uh, and at one point we we lost cabin pressure and the plane did this. <laughs> it just plummeted down <laughs> like 300 feet in the air. It just went. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you ever been on the demon drop? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. But it was like that for like way too long in a flight. And I, I felt I so like bad that. because my ex was like. I was like, it was like she was giving birth, like just squeezing my hand. Um, And it got to the point where we we like, we're starting to descend to the tower and we got to be getting close to the ground. And then all of a sudden I just, he comes over the intercom and he goes, brace. But it it was like, it was like, he said it in a way that like, you're not comfortable with your pilot saying it. It was like, brace. He's nervous too. He was like, you know, and we, we like, we hit the tarmac. I'm guessing halfway down it (laughs) like like he didn't land at the end of the tarmac he he hit the tarmac like halfway there before he hits the emergency bumper that keeps him from plowing into the rest of the airport he like hit it halfway through and then screeched the brakes and i i mean we went from like a couple hundred miles an hour to 20 miles an hour (laughs) in like three seconds i'm nervous just hearing we went like he was like you like we legitimately had to brace and the plane went yeah, I mean, like force back, and he's like, oh, he comes back on. Welcome to Pittsburgh International Airport. I'll see it. I'll see at the bar. He's like, like hyperventilating. Drinks are on me, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I'm like, I looked at my uh, my girlfriend, and I'm like, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> so my my granddad, uh, my granddad was a uh, was a marine pilot in World War II. And he uh, he still flew like for recreation, yeah. Uh, well into his you know his sixties and seventies, and um, he had uh, in his office this printed out list of of uh, you know it was, it was like. One of those lists from like, you know, uh, good, clean humor, you know, joke sites back in the day. Yeah. Um, but it was of of like, you know, pilot mottos and pilot axioms that had been collected over the years. And one of them was uh, 
uh, a good landing is one you can walk away from. Yep. A great landing is one where they can use the plane again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> wow. It, terrifyingly. You know, I've, I've only flown like maybe seven times, but the worst one for sure for me was the one where a guy was screaming he had Ebola oh. and they were dragging him off the plane. <laughs> Uh, that was so bad. We were like five minutes from touching down in Youngstown Regional, and the guy's screaming, I got Ebola, and they're trying to restrain him in the back. Was he just drunk? No, he was He was having some kind of a panic episode. Okay. Mm. And he, uh, they, the flight attendants were, like, restraining him, and I remember looking at the person next to me and them looking at me, and it's one of those moments of, like... Hey, the human moments. We did, hum- a whole, yeah, exactly. did a whole episode about yeah, that. Yeah, the dude that in moment. the cowboy hat. Yeah, right, the guy in the cowboy hat, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You had, you had Is your, that the well-to-do southern big boy? Yeah, the well-to-do southern big boy. <laughs> yeah. That's him, yeah. Yeah, it's just one God of those moments it. where you're like, we are in this. <laughs> yep. And then we waited on the tarmac <laughs> for, like, 30 minutes for emergency crews to figure out whether they could safely get him out of there. Yeah. It was a fucking mess. Um... I got another interesting fact. Go ahead. I only have one more. So as much as you guys want to. Uh, I hope this is uh, I, I hope this is accurate just for you know being accurate's sake. But this blew my mind. So the little boy bomb that uh, blew up, uh, obviously, in Hiroshima. Right. Mm-hmm. Which uh, was it Fat Man or Little Boy that did Hiroshima? Uh, they claimed it was Little Boy. So, OK. Uh, little I'm boy. hoping they're accurate, but. Anyway, 98.62% of the uranium-235 in that bomb Uh was blown apart before fission could happen. Correct. 98.62% of it was not responsible. I know, I know. For the detonation. Right, I was going to say, I do this Jesus Christ. 1.38% of it was left over that actually fissioned, and that 0.7 grams was enough it weighs less than a dollar bill, and it was about the size of a BB, and that's what destroyed. Yeah, because of by, by nature of the way that nuclear detonation occurs, most of that material is lost. Right, so table. most of it just spreads out before fission can actually happen. Oh, okay. But a BB's worth of that shit fissioning was enough to destroy that entire fucking city. Nuts, right? Yeah, fucking unbelievable. How I mean, like I get a whole bomb being destructive. Sure. You know, after after Hiroshima and Nagasaki, we had eight more in reserve. Yes. If the Japanese refused to surrender and they almost refused. What a grim. There was there was a conspiracy in in the Japanese government to assassinate Hirohito to prevent him from surrendering. Uh, Yeah. Tojo wanted to keep fighting. One whistleblower brought down the whole conspiracy and basically saved Japan. We've talked about this a little bit before, but, um, you know, uh, I, I think I said the last time this came up, Truman was on the phone with the emperor, yeah, like begging him, he, like he, he basically like he got on a, a U.S. television and did the whole public thing. But they said behind the scenes, he like he spoke to the emperor directly and and said like, please, yeah, like I don't I don't want to do this. Don't make don't me make continue me to bomb. Japan. Well, he said don't don't I have. He's, he's basically said like I have this weapon that's that's like that will that will cause like an incredible amount of loss of life. I yeah. don't want to use it. And then he used it because, you know, the, the emperor's military advisors were like, OK, you know. Yeah. Um, and then again, he had to get on the phone and be like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do this again. And please. we still did it twice. And he still did it. Twi- but that, you know, that's. Yeah, that's, I guess that's war. That's war. You know, yeah. you need somebody yeah. in the chair to make those decisions. Yeah. Ugh. We killed Yamamoto. We shot down his plane. <laughs> Sorry. Well, 
Luck, well, luckily, quote for you. luckily, we live in a we live in a world today where we can have things like sushi and <laughs> yeah. and uh, electronic imports and tentacle hentai. Yeah, and waifu <laughs> body pillows. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness we yep. reconciled. Yeah, Dakimuras, yep. I, I and don't, don't ask and me how I know what those are called. Porno where pubic hair is censored. <laughs> yeah, whatever oh, that's yeah. about. Oh yeah, in, that, in, yeah, in, in pornos in Japan, you're not allowed to show genitals. Yeah. You have yeah. to censor them. I, I wonder if that's still the case. It oh, is. it is. It is. Hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, even in even in just in in porno comics, they just they'll like. Tip, the of, tiniest tip of the guy's dick. They'll put like a thin little black bar over it. <laughs> like, that's oh, so thank, weird. thank goodness that's there. Otherwise, I would have known that's a fucking wang. <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness they kept me from seeing that. <laughs> I don't know how I would have processed that dick. <laughs> oh, God. I have one more for you guys. All right. Let's hear it. Um, I guess we're kind of winding. Yeah. Down. I yeah. Guess we're, do you have more, Dave? No, that's uh, I actually oh. I actually had one real quick one. Yeah, if, you, if you didn't already know about uh, a Japanese woodcut called uh, The Dream of the Fisherman's Wife. No. I do know that picture. Mm. Um, it, That's it, the one with the squid sucking on that lady's pussy. Yeah, it was made in like, <laughs> yeah, it, this is a woodcut from like the 17th century. You've seen it, Chris. It's an octopus fucking a woman, the fisherman's wife, presumably. It's sucking on her pussy more and it, and it is called the dream of the fisherman's wife, not right. the nightmare. Right, she's <laughs> fantasizing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have seen this. Yeah, everyone's yeah. seen that. The original That's tentacle classic smut. Yeah. Oh, excuse me a minute. I'll be right back. <laughs> be right back. <laughs> R slash strange boners. Uh, file that one away for later. Um, yeah. I, I mean, you know what? It's weird. I understand why that's erotic in a yeah. way I do not understand any other animal based eroticism. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah. But something about it's something about her resignation. Yeah. It's like very art, uh, like it's it's artistically depicted. Welcome to the way that squid sucks on that lady's pussy. It's quite <laughs> Welcome artistic. Welcome to Dave Dragowski explains ancient tentacle porn, ancient bestiality. <laughs> I gotta say, I just understand it. Yeah, I, I, I derive a lot of satisfaction from I, that. Dave, I understand bestiality, Dragowski. <laughs> <laughs> it's an exception, but I, I get it. Dave Squid sucking Dragowski. <laughs> The dream. Uh, All right. Uh, so my last one's real quick too before we uh, break here. Wait, was that the whole thing? That was the whole thing. I just wanted to know if you guys knew about that wood. Yeah, I, I've seen that. Yeah. Um, so the, real quick, the last one I have here is the total ma- amount of memory on both of the Voyager space probes combined uh, is sixty nine point six nice, nice, nice. sixty nine point sixty three kilobytes on both Voyagers. Kilobytes. Kilobytes. <laughs> which means, and I did the math. Uh, the a modern cell phone would have somewhere in the ballpark on average of about t- 200,000 times the memory. Yeah. God, it's it's <laughs> unbelievable, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. The speed. Of, I mean, OK, so to just to kind of like add a little factoid to that. And I didn't want to mention it because it's not that big a deal. But we went from, you know, w- between the space of time when we learned to fly and the, the time when we touched down on the moon was like 66 years. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, right? It's like really insane how fast that happens. Mm-hmm. And and technology scales at a similarly ludicrous speed. Sure. Which is yeah. Ludicrous speed. Ludicrous speed. <laughs> They've gone to plaid. <laughs> which is why it's hilarious that like a pocket calculator's worth of data or you know, memory is floating out there. That was our best offering. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um uh 
Uh, if, uh, if there's a picture from 1953, I want to say, mm. of IBM engineers unloading a hard drive off of a truck. Yeah. This thing is the size of a fucking washing machine. Yeah. yeah. And it was capable of storing a whopping five megabytes of data, <laughs> <laughs> which wow. which uh, for anyone out there who who is not who doesn't really know these units of measurement. Uh, there are MP3s that are easily larger than five megabytes. Your average yeah. five minute MP3 or sorry, your average. Uh, yeah. Five minute MP3 runs in the neighborhood of eight to ten megabytes, yeah. depending on quality. Hilarious. You, well, you know, it's funny when I was I remember in uh, like middle school, uh, someone introduced me to the idea of a terabyte as a data storage measurement. Yeah, I remember finding out about a terabyte wow. for the first yeah. time. And I remember uh, at the time I had an NEC desktop computer <laughs> with two gigabytes of uh, hard drive space. Yeah. And I thought, who the hell's ever going to need a terabyte? Yeah. What <laughs> a joke right. that is. Come on, man. Command and Conquer only takes up 200 megs. Yeah, right. <laughs> crazy, right? Uh, it's it's like nuts to think about uh, how fast. I mean, like in our lifetimes, the amount of data we use and need has just exploded. Yeah. And it's going to keep doing it. This phone has an SD card in it that stores 64 gigabytes right. of yeah. data. Right. It's 32 <laughs> times the size of that computer. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, worth noting, by the way, uh, Voyager is officially in interstellar space. It's past the Oort cloud. Right. Um, and it is still it, it's still considered an operational uh, yeah. thing by NASA because it's as it's progressed through its life cycle, it's been slowly, uh, you know, deactivating parts of its power mm -hmm. to make to maintain operational status. Yeah. Um, you know, so they but they're still receiving data from Voyager, which is crazy. I don't know what they're getting, though. Very little. They, it's to the <laughs> point now where they're they're like it's space. There's fucking nothing up there. I, I can't remember how much <laughs> how many years it has left, but it, it's like approaching the end of its life cycle. But we have like it's just really cool to me that we have something that is beyond the solar system now. It's in yeah. interstellar space. We have something that's man made that's out in the universe past what we really yeah. know of you know what yeah. i mean we're, we're you know the part that we know a lot about it's it's past that yeah did i bring up last time the fact that uh information has mass yes you did uh, you, um, I, I don't think you did it on that episode but you've well, done it in the past electronically stored information oh. uh, because of the charge has a, a little bit of mass right positive charge right has electron mass yes if you were to take the mass of all of the information on the Internet, it would amount to a mass equi roughly equivalent to that of a strawberry. <laughs> what a hilarious comparison. That's so cool. Right? Here I hold the strawberry of all human yeah. knowledge. Jen. Eat of it and be smart. Jen, this is the Internet. <laughs> Eat of this strawberry and know everything. <laughs> The man who knew too much. Ah, are you brave enough to eat the strawberry of human knowledge? Dare you nibble the strawberry of knowledge? Ah, yes, eat of this strawberry and know everything in Wikipedia. <laughs> you guys' head explodes like, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> Just a massive tentacle board and <laughs> like math, like yeah, numbers like blowing out. Banned of books <laughs> flop out. Ah! <laughs> There's, a, there's actually an episode of uh, they rebooted Animaniacs and there's an episode where uh, there's an episode where uh, 
uh, Yakko War. Uh, which one's the tall one? Is that Yakko? Yakko. Yeah. Uh, Yakko downloads the internet into his brain. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, and uh, uh, learns about everything they've missed for the past, <laughs> uh, you know, 20 years ish. Uh, that's nice. Anna Maney, totally insane. Eat of this straw. Fuck Dick Cheney. Anna Maney. Pop, 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 pop. Uh, fingerprints. All right, I have to piss. Uh, Maybe we should break. Yeah, it's yeah, time to we, break. We will be back uh, momentarily uh, with uh, recommendations and what we learned. It was Thank a good idea, Chris. Yeah, we, you know, I, we, we, uh, I feel like I didn't give you guys enough warning last time, so it's nice to actually yeah. have some plans. I'm glad shit. we had some time to think about it. Yep. All right, we'll be back in a minute. Recommendations oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh Hogan. Hogan, you got a nice looking package over yeah. there. Oh yeah, Hogan. <laughs> I'm gonna hold you down. <coughs> Macho madness is gonna run wild in your anus. I'm gonna kiss you tenderly. I'm oh, the yeah. I'm gonna take you out to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Doink the clown, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna bend you over the counter, yeah. Hogan, I'm taking you out for a stroll up to Lover's Lane. Yeah, I'm gonna fill you up, Hogan. Yeah. I'm gonna read you poetry I wrote on my break. <laughs> I'm the cream of the crop and I'm gonna cream in your bottom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's enough of yeah. that. We'll be back. Yeah. We're back. Hey, everybody. What's up? Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, what are you doing here? Is this an unedited picture of Kim Kardashian? Is this an is unedited picture? really picture? what she looks like? Uh, that's probably Photoshop. It seems Photoshop. Wait, let, wait, let me let me look at even it. with her even with her sort of exaggerated form. Yeah, seems, the, the thing is, they yeah, like because of beauty standards, they're over hourglassing her. She's got, she's got a belly. Yeah, right. Which but, I think is exponentially hotter than that right, phony yeah. hourglass figure thing. Does but, it? Yeah, but doesn't she also have ass implants? Yeah, but we're looking at her from the the front. I thought that was profile. Nicki Minaj. So I think she probably has ass implants. Yeah, but maybe she just naturally has that ass. That's just not fair. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna smack your implants. Yeah. Oh, Kogan. Yeah. <laughs> Hulk Hogan has ass implants. I'm gonna take you out that. to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I bring you back to my place and suck your penis. I want to introduce you to my mom. <laughs> your dress looks very lovely tonight. Yeah. yeah. Mom, this is Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty That's great. <laughs> We're in love, Mom. <laughs> you can't stop us, Mom. I'm all, also, I'm gay. I'm coming out of the closet. <laughs> mom, I'm gay and me and Hogan are dating. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. I hope you don't disown me because it's oh 1980 God. and people aren't <laughs> really cool. It's 1980. <laughs> why is he telling her that? She knows what. I don't know why I told you that, Mom. 
Oh, yeah, son, you know I'll always love you. Just a bit of context, <laughs> Mom. Thanks, Mom. I knew I could count on you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> son, to you and your new boy. <laughs> she talks just like him. Yeah. Love conquers all, son. <laughs> this is my mama, Sandy Savage. <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't want you ever to think I don't love you just the way you are, son. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make you guys dinner. You all want spaghetti and meatballs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hogan's always welcome in my house, son. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, anywho. <laughs> we're not bigoted in this household. Even though it's 1980. Yeah. It was notoriously bad year for gays. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, yes. Maybe, sort right. of. Yeah. Dave, recommendations. Ah, <clears throat> I don't know, skip me. I need a second. Ben, recommendations. All right. I'm going to recommend uh, something that was recommended to all three of us uh, a while back, uh, but I am the only one who has so far indulged the video game known as GTFO. Mm. Right. Um, which, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, goddamn right you are. Uh, <laughs> it looks great. No, I I did play around. Uh, well, I played two. Uh, I played two missions, um, and it was pretty great. There's okay. the Discord has a uh, uh, a new player looking for group channel. Uh, the three guys that I I uh, that joined on me uh, were very helpful. Uh, taught me some more specifics about the game that the that the uh, video things that I watched did not. Uh, thing you got to know about GTFO is that there is no tutorial. Um, there's an there's an hour long video that I watched about uh, the basics. Okay. Um, it's <laughs> like some YouTubers video or yeah, just a a, a, a guy on YouTube. Um, okay. And uh, so there is a learning curve. Sure. Yeah. It's it's not it's not the worst I've ever seen by a long shot. Um, if you have someone like like Matt who originally recommended this to us, um, uh, someone like Matt who who you know knows what they're doing, uh, it's it's you know you'll figure it out. Figure um, it out. Uh. <laughs> I will say it, it's early access, um, so you know stuff is changing uh, around a lot and and everything. Do you think it's a lot of, I mean, do you find it fun overall? I, what I played was really fun. Yeah. And I can't wait to go, uh, to go deeper with it. Compared to phasmophobia. Captain Um, Phasma. Phasmophobia. (laughs) Totally, uh, two totally different things. I, I wouldn't say I was, I was like, like frightened by the game, honestly. You know, I think, I think it's, um, the 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 first couple levels I was told by these guys that I played with are pretty straightforward. Okay. They're they're not they're not like they're not going to break you. But when you get when you get down, it's it's a question of when you get down to the lower levels, it's a question of like resource management. Uh, you're working on limited ammo, okay. um, that sort of thing. Uh, Feeling a little less powerful all the way. Yes. Okay. T- yeah, that's what I that's what I'm hearing, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Compare. Uh, I think it's it's quite a bit more polished than Phasmo. Okay, I'll say that. Um, it looks great. It runs fantastic. Yeah, the game looks beautiful. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Performance wise, no complaints. Which I love to see in an early access game. Yeah. They're they're on top of it. Um, the interface is really cool. Uh, the sound design is amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just just what I've played so far has been very a, cool aesthetic. Yeah, has been a lot of fun. I thought it took place in space. It doesn't. 
Yeah, oh, no, okay. it's a sub. It's a subterranean facility. Yeah, yeah it is a massive, massive like fear esque subterranean facility. More like SCP esque, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, like containment breach. Yeah, because it, it used to be like there's industrial areas. Apparently, there's like you know there's some like research lab type areas, um, and it's been abandoned for a while, and now it's full of horrible things. Um, not a lot is known about the lore of this game at this point. There's there's obviously there's a there's a wiki for it. Yeah. Um, but people are like building this, like documenting the story the, together. Yeah. Pretty much all anyone knows about the lore so far is that this facility is somewhere in the Yucatan Peninsula. Uh, That's cool. Uh, it is not known exactly how far down it goes. You and your teammates are prisoners who are forced to do this by an entity called the warden. We don't know if the yeah, war- right. we don't know if the warden is a person, a group of people, an AI. We have no Sweet. idea yet. Um, that's basically all we know about this game so far. That actually makes it more appealing to me. Yeah, that there's some mystery to it. There's a lot of mystery. We don't. Yeah, we don't know what these people did to get imprisoned. We don't know. You know why? Why the war and what connection our imprisonment has to this this uh, uh, clandestine labyrinthine facility? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that, all that presumably will get fleshed out as the game gets closer and closer to version one. Um, but yeah, for for an early access game, it's it's got a it's got a good following. Nice. Um, we should they, play this together. They just uh, came out with matchmaking too. If you feel like playing with randos, but I would rather the four of us. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Jump into it. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, GTFO. I I recommend it. Okay, I'll give it a shot. I'll yeah. give it a shot. Yeah, I'll play with you guys. Give it a take the shot. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have your recommendation yet? Uh, vaguely, yeah. Do you want me to go? And no, still? I'll go. All right, go to the doctor. Just go to the doctor. Yeah, yeah. All right. If you're not feeling good, or you're feeling subpar, yeah. or you're just if you just deal with your problems, that's my recommendation. <laughs> I don't know. I like feel like I. Well, yeah. I mean, that's not natural to me to deal with my problems. But yeah, me either. Right now, this is kind of like a single focus in my. <sighs> yeah, it sucks, dude. It's not fun. Right. So, I mean, like the the stuff that I'm dealing with is doing really well. My blood sugar went down from the three sixties to like one hundred something. That's great. So that's a big drop. Yeah. You know, I got yeah. like my the iron in my blood under control. Too much iron in your blood. Too much iron. <laughs> got that under control. Well, I got another mind blowing fact for you. It would take three hundred ninety seven human beings to craft a sword out of the iron in their blood. Three hundred? How many? Three hundred ninety-seven. All right. Well, I'll start collecting. A short sword. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. No. Yeah. But that's just uh, that's my my recommendation, and I'll keep it short and sweet because we're basically a year into a global pandemic that made a lot of people feel very not good. Yep. Uh, uh my recommendation is deal with your problems. Uh, you don't uh, don't just get trapped in the cycle of doing stuff the same way over Amen. and over again. Chris. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm going to call an audible on my recommendation. I will recommend what I was originally going to recommend next time. Okay. Once I've watched a little bit more of it. Right. Um, plus, I've already told you guys, you know, to watch this thing. Right. Uh, I'm going to recommend that you go online and look up Geno Samuel 2.1's uh, uh, Chris Chan documentary. Oh, which yeah, as yeah, of yeah. the As mm. of the recording of this episode is 52 parts long. Um, I'm serious. Each episode is like 40 minutes. Write that down. Um, so like for anybody who doesn't know anything about Chris Chan, uh, internet celebrity. Yeah. She's basically the most documented person 
maybe in history at this point that we've, you know what I mean? Um, every aspect of this person's life has been chronicled by internet trolls, basically. She, um, she's a, a, she started as an autistic male and then she's trans now. She, you know, mm -hmm. she transitioned. Um, so it, she went from uh, Christian Weston Chandler to, actually at first it was Christopher Weston Chandler, then Christian Weston Chandler. Oh, really? Now she, now she goes by Christine. Okay. Um, you know, and it's a versatile name. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and there's like weird debate amongst the the uh, channelologists of of like <laughs> like weird transphobia shit. Like, well, of course, yeah. Like, re, you know, still re, still like dead naming her and referring to her by the you know the male pronouns. Uh, Chris Chan has enough problems without me not respecting her her pronouns. Yeah, so. right. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, uh, so I'm gonna play cool, play it cool here, and just you know, uh, if you don't know anything about this, it is an internet rabbit hole. Um, it's basically about this person who is a high functioning autistic, and you know, no, nobody in this story is a, is good. <laughs> There's not nah. nobody in this involved yeah. in this story not at even, all. Not even her, really. Not even her at all. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, but it's does that mean that she deserves to be tortured? No, of course, certainly not. not. <laughs> um, but then that's kind of what the story is. And I'm gonna just say I'm not one of these like you know liberal trigger warning people. I'm gonna put a trigger warning on this. Yeah, because there is some truly awful things that happened to this person. Yep. Like truly awful. Well, and, and by this person, and by this person, you'll find out that, uh, Chris Chan says some terrible things, mm -hmm. does some terrible things, and also terrible things are said and done to her. Correct. So yeah. no, but I will tell you that the things that are done, the punishments that are done to her in the, in the name of trolling are yeah. like so far beyond the, the things that she does incorrectly throughout her life. Yeah. That bad. They are like, they are like reprehensible. Yeah, some of the, some like, of the shits that's that done to her. Yeah. Beca um, because it's internet basement. It, yeah. It's, it's right. So like, and I, like I said, I'm going to put a trigger warning on here for, uh, uh, you know, sexual manipulation, sexual abuse, verbal abuse, mental manipulation. Yeah. Um, at, at this point, Chris Chan is basically, She's a she, bit of racism here and there too. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. There, but Christian has basically lost her mind at this point. Like, I, she, mm. she, I think you could see it almost as like as a feral child of the internet, right? And I don't want to get because we we actually have some weird personal connection to this that I don't want to get into here right, for right, right. for the sake of of not being part of this story. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we do actually have some connection to this. And, yeah. Right. Uh, you know, it's. <sighs> It's just it's a sad story. So buckle up. There's parts of it that are funny. There's parts of it. It's it's like uh, it's like a fucking um, uh, full metal jacket. Yeah. It's funny until it's not funny anymore. And yeah. then it becomes very not funny. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I believe it. It is a fascinating story. It's just this person whose entire life has been documented. As of right now, they're on 20, the year 2016. Started in the year. Oh, my God. Let's start at the beginning, basically. He's right. 52 episodes in. He's on 2016. Oh, my God. And I'm, we're not even at this point to the worst of what's happened to her at this point. Really? And there's been some terrible shit that happened. I haven't been keeping up since years yeah, and years. Yeah, we're, we're getting to the Idea Guys saga, which I don't know a ton about, but I know is fucking awful. She basically got extorted out of thousands of 
thousands of dollars. <sighs> so it's a, it's this horrible, horrible thing. It's um, almost like to observe it is somehow to participate in it, isn't it? It is. Uh, but, because but you're going to under you're part gonna, of the internet. You're going to understand right away why so many people are drawn to this story. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. If you watch it. it, it's tremendously fascinating. It's dark. It's sad. A lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. So this guy has gone, you know, he's doing his due diligence basically to be unbiased and present the information you know, as it's, as it's, you know, like organized with, without prejudice. It's basically. also weird because internet drama tends to lend <clears throat> itself to all kinds of this person said this, that person said that. Yeah, no, this is like video documented. A lot of this person's life is, is out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you, if you want to dive down that rabbit hole, it's worth a watch. Just, you know, be prepared for some really sad, uncomfortable shit. If you're going to yeah. watch it, um, I'm presuming there's a reason you guys haven't touched this story on goose chase yet. Oh, yeah, well, there's I'm, I don't feel comfortable even getting close to it. I, I wouldn't because it's so yeah. much about Again, the worst because, of the Internet because of because of, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. you don't want to you don't want to be involved in this. Even just commenting on it almost feels like engaging in the bullying. Yes. So you have to have a really gentle hand. You have to kind of get through that if you're going to watch this documentary because mm-hmm. you're falling down the rabbit hole. I will tell you that I watched part of this with my wife. I like I was sitting in bed and like I had headphones on and she was watching something on TV yeah. and she just saw me sit up in bed and go like this. Yeah. And she's like, what? What? And I like put one of the headphones in her ear and we both just kind of like. Like he gets fucking crazy. This oh, this is the thing gets nuts. Yeah. So you know I'm gonna have to watch this. Yeah. Just you know be prepared to sink 36 hours of your life into it at this point because that's what it is. <laughs> oh my god, um, dude! I I watched the entirety of Cheers, <laughs> sink, yeah. sinking sinking hours and hours of my life. Basically into something the same, same thing. Um, yeah. So fucking uh, uh, World of Warcraft. So if you just type in Chris Chan <laughs> documentary, the channel is Gino Sam- Samuel. Uh, he's on part 52. Hey, uh, Gino. Hey, Gino Samuel. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what, you making a little film? Or mo- make a movie or something? Yeah, man, what, you making some kind of movie or something? You making some kind of fucking movie or something? Some kind of fucking docu-series? Uh, tone, you know, it's just... Tone, <laughs> <it's, laughs> you know, they got movies on the internet yeah, now. Tone, you know, this, you know, this woman, she's like, she's been through a lot in her life. You know? uh, I gotta think about this fucking shit. I gotta think about this fucking shit. <laughs> this fucking YouTube. Documentary. Right. I got a fucking business to run. I got a fucking business to run. <laughs> I got a fucking business to run. You're right, Everybody T. tells you what to watch on the internet. Yeah. You don't got enough time. You're right. You're right, T. You're right. <laughs> You're right, T. Right, all right. Um, so, uh, shall we break this, boys? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what did we learn? Oh, God. Uh, I learned. learned Chris has fat fucking balls. Yeah. Way just uh, boy did way. we boy am I really glad I always oh, in the just, way why did I why did I something about the microphone makes you want to devolve you guys want to do some weird unrequested information about me <laughs> some giant <laughs> balls they're just uh, getting bigger I'm gonna, I have to go get them checked now does Alec Baldwin have huge cancerous <laughs> balls <laughs> this is my favorite that's uh, that's my favorite Zen koan yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you want to go to the bar? Do I? Does Alec Baldwin have huge cancerous balls? <laughs> if we find out you have cancer in your balls, I'm going to be very, very not okay with this joke. Oh, I will be so okay with this joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit, I'll get the garden shears, man. <laughs> Actually, I take it back. I'll be saying, do, do I? Does Chris, Chris Brady, Brady have huge cancerous <laughs> balls? Please get your balls checked. I'm going to. Yeah. I actually sure am going to fine. now because you, you guys just. I'm sure they're fine. You put the spooky fear of God in me. I'm sure they're fine. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they are too, but it's probably going to be probably fine couldn't hurt to get him squeezed a little bit um 
I, uh, I can only help. Yeah. I learned that uh, the act of stapling Prince Philip's body together implies the existence of a royal stapler. <laughs> oh, nice. Madam, Sir the Fre- royal stapler. Sir Frederick, stapler to the prince. Uh, I wrote Optimus Ben, uh, dude bots roll out. <laughs> I wrote that I can't, uh, I, that, I, uh, that I choose to spit the splurt. Uh, splurt, the, the, splurt, splurt the splurt. Splurt the splurt. Paul <laughs> the blart. I wrote deep fake your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that. Uh, I wrote that Glover haunts my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> I too. Glover and the hamburger helper glove. Uh, yeah. Both hate Arabs. They don't like Arabs. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, uh, I. I've retained the legal services of Steven Pinker and Joshua Stinker. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that uh, uh, dimensional science needs your boner. So get in the tube. <laughs> nice. Uh, get I the got tube, but uh, linguists have really strong asshole muscles. <laughs> uh, I learned that Zipf's law actually really scares me. Yeah, it's uh, terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I learned that uh, Jorge is concerned with Juan's use of psychedelics. <laughs> uh, I, I uh, wrote, uh, Timmy, put your dick in the large heart on collider. Uh, I learned that there is such a thing as the strawberry of knowledge. Yes. <laughs> Eat it to become wise. Nibble if you dare. Um, mm. Mm, yes. Uh, have we anything else? One more. I learned that Hulk Hogan's mom is, uh, or no, yeah. no, Macho Man's yeah. mom. It's Macho Man's mom. Yeah. It's very pro-gay, very progressive. Very, yeah, for very, 1980. Very, I love you, Very son. tolerant and very open and accepting. Well, thanks, Mom. Even though it's Get- 1980, I'm pretty ahead of my time on this one. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, you want some of this pasta I made extra? I'm so happy you treat my boy right, yeah. brother. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> Mother. That's all I got. All right. Uh, we will be back next time when it's Ham Slam's turn. Yeah. Ham Slam Drug. It's, it's my turn. It'll be Slam's turn. Oh, do we do it in the Ham Slam Drug order? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's, I have to remember that. That's that makes how it really we've easy. always done it for five yeah, years. Now we've paid attention. <laughs> I, that, uh, now I can remember whose turn it is. Yep. Ham slam drug. Great. I always have to literally go through episodes and go, who did what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we will be back next time with Ben's topic or maybe a guest topic. <laughs> who knows? Whatever. Fuck it. Well, fuck it. Maybe we won't be back. Maybe we won't be. Maybe this is the last episode. Maybe the robot apocalypse happens. Yeah. Maybe we all get filthy rich and quit doing this and move to separate parts of the world. If we get filthy rich, we're doing this for money exclusively. That's, if we get filthy rich, we have a compound to do this from. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. We can hope. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, Sponsor us, Wendy's. Yep. <laughs> Wendy's won't give you as much diarrhea as Arby's. Yeah, right. <laughs> and not, definitely not as much as Subway. I'm thinking less diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Subway rape kids. No. No. no, no. All right. That was their official slogan for a little while. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> it didn't test well. No. <laughs> not at all. Let's get out of this. All right. Uh, we'll, be back. Uh, we'll be back with some fat fucking balls in two weeks. Yep, thanks. All okay. right. Bye. 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 <laughs>